episode 348 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. And hey, the website's up right now. Hold on, let me hit refresh. Yep, the website's still up. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Blue Host. Uh, with you once again, I am Glenn, along with Josh Langford. Hello. Hello. Feeling better this week? Yeah, still a little stuffy. Yeah. But I'm good. Any alerts from Windows that it's going to upgrade to 8.1.2 and you have to reboot eight times? <laughs> no, but when I started up, Skype said, there's a Skype update. It'll be quick. I said, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and I said, do it later. <laughs> <laughs> Could you re- define quick? Well, in space terms, half a million miles. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, a <laughs> uh, lot to talk about this week. Uh, obviously, the show's coming out late this week because we, we needed to hold it for... Uh, a specific review, so we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, one to release a bunch of news items, what we're playing and watching. Uh, talk a little bit more about the Extra Life raffle. My God, I still have to get a lot of work done on that. My review of Gran Turismo 6, which uh, that's why we're holding off, because the embargo lifts at like 2 a.m. on Friday morning when uh, because it's a global release. Uh, emails, if Josh does those at the break, and we'll get the hell out of here. Actually, we have a couple emails that are pretty funny, so we, we should do those. So... Because we had one today ask about something, and he didn't even tell us what he was asking about. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, we got to find it. Uh, anyway, uh, so the new release. I might as well just do it. It's Grand Turismo 6. comes out Friday, $59.99. Yeah. yeah. No special edition, which I'm kind of surprised about. Uh, nah. Yeah. They're, they're actually doing a huge like two-day event right now in somewhere, I think, in, in Spain. And it's actually one of the uh, locations that you can do the photo tour in. So it's, you know, they give you those really nice backdrops to take elegant pictures of your vehicles in front of. And uh, they're doing a big event there. They had a a press conference today where they were talking about uh, some of the vision cars, which are actual concept cars. But instead of the car companies building them in real life, they're going to bring them out in Gran Turismo. Uh, They're actually going to do a thing now where I just caught bits and pieces today on on, uh, Twitter. But... They're doing a thing now where if like a car comes out, like more uh, like an exotic car or whatever, if it comes out on the market, they're going to try to release that car in the game, uh, you know, at the same time. Uh, a lot more. Oh, what the heck were they talking about? It's got over twelve hundred cars now, but they're talking about adding a lot more than people realized, I think. And it sounds like all the DLC is going to be free. Huh. Yeah, that'd be nice. So, well, maybe at the break, I'll I'll try to look and see if somebody put a blog post up on GT Planet yet because. I know those guys are there. Uh, I just don't know if he put. I looked before in the plan or the uh, the post wasn't up yet. So interesting stuff, though. Uh, and I mean, uh, there's a lot to talk about. My uh, my written review, I've been painting over for ooh a good five days. Finally finished most of it last night because online's not done yet, and I think it's over four thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> That's bigger than any report I ever did in school, I think. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about, so. All right, news items. And hey, we can look at news on our website because, uh, wait, it, it's still it's still up. It's still up. We're good. <laughs> Is it? Are you sure? I think so. I'm waiting. It's... it's Don't tease. Oh, there it, there it is. <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and start with that? The December PlayStation Plus releases? Yeah. For the U.S.? Yeah. Uh, wait, whoa, seriously? Yeah. Rig 2? Wow. I know. And the funny thing is, I've been doing the thing that we usually do with some of the other games where I've been downloading all the free DLC for it. 
Huh. Yeah. It's a pretty cool game. I played it before I sent it off to uh, Chaz. I think Chaz is the one that reviewed that, or maybe Raj. Or did wait? Did that review go up? I don't think it ever went up. Are you serious? Yeah. Someone's gonna. I don't remember. I don't remember putting that up. Someone's gonna get paddling. That was a long time ago. That game paddling. came out a while ago. It did. Well, yeah, kind of did. Well, why don't you go through the rest of the list and I'll look it up to see if anybody put the. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, review of Grid Grid Two PS3 by. It doesn't say really? right there. Wait a second. Hold on. Let me look. Boy, this is just thrilling. July 8th it went up. Uh, Raj did it. Wow. All right. And he gave it an 8.5. July 8th. Oh, yeah. There's that banner. I remember it now. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the only way I remember these things is from the banner. Very visual. (laughs) Because I do all those. Yes, Yes, it is. My my brain is very visual. No, I I played it before I sent it to him, and I I thought it was a lot better than the first one. Because the first one I thought... Uh, it was almost like you're racing on glass sometimes. It just seemed very, uh, very not real. Kind of like some of the earlier racing games I've played where it just, it, it felt like the tires were never even hitting the pavement. But the second one I thought was pretty good. What I played of it. Huh. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, ba, 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 grid two. Uh... And that goes live tomorrow, so uh, actually a couple days ago by the time you're hearing this. And that's joining, if if people haven't downloaded it yet, Binary Domain. Yes. You, you need to download that. <laughs> uh, or Josh will it, slap you. Yes, it's an underrated game, and it's a shame because it's one of those ones where Sega was like, all right, we're done, no more sequels, we're done with this, we're focusing on core stuff. And that one needs a sequel. It, it was made for a sequel. Uh, I really like that game a lot. Yeah, uh, I thought it was good too. I didn't finish it, but now I can finish it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Soul Sacrifice is on the Vita, which is cool. Which got a lot of re- great reviews. Yep. So, the other stuff coming are the sales, the crazy sales. Wait a second. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a crazy month. So for PlayStation Plus, you can get Defiance for $2.50. Yeah. But then there's like a, isn't there like a premium edition or something? The deluxe edition is a whole $7.50 if you can swing that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, it's, it's okay. Well, but for $2.50... Come on. <laughs> just remember, folks, it's pretty much an MMO. Yeah. With a lot of microtransactions. And uh, I'm pretty sure that Ray put a review up of that game not too long ago. He did, because that was a banner I was very proud of. <laughs> I like that banner. <laughs> no, I think what the banner you should be proud of is the one you did last week. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was one of my favorite <laughs> ones you've done. Yeah, Clippy. The fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I always like the one that somebody put out where... Uh, it was the little clip, Clippy, for those of you that don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't, but Microsoft has always had this little help icon, and it's a little paper clip. And uh, there's one where you can see somebody typing, like, I can't live anymore, or I can't take it anymore. And Clippy pops up, I see that you're trying to commit suicide. <laughs> Would you like help with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you see? Like, I, I on the monitors in the background, I put I put the Windows 8 with 
with the thing coming up saying that it, it wants to install 8.1. Yeah. Uh, the other monitor had uh, the pinball, pinball arcade on it. And the one behind that had the logo for pinball arcade on it. <laughs> so I went, you know, I just threw everything up there real subtle in the background. Yeah. Just to tie everything together. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, these other deals, uh, wow. Yeah. There's some good ones here. All right. Uh, army of two, the devil's cartel is seven fifty, which is actually uh, a pretty good game. I, it kind of fell off my radar a little bit, but I, I actually still need to finish it. These are, I'm just giving the plus prices. Okay. Um, and crap, I never did the review for this. Um, and I should, Yeah. well, I uh, still need to do the army of two review. That's the problem. The, the, the Bureau, XCOM Declassified. You never put that up? Um, I never did the review for it, oh, no. Oh, shit. I, it, it got lost in the shuffle because it was right around um, right around Comic-Con and Extra Life and everything oh, else, and yeah. it just got lost. But I think you did it on the podcast, didn't you? I don't think I did. Uh... I, I talked about it for, for a week. I was talking about it when I was just getting into it, and like I gave impressions and stuff like that, but I don't. I know I never did the review for it. Hmm. At the moment I saw it here, I was like, <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Hmm. Okay. Um, so we'll look at that. Uh, that's twenty ninety nine. Uh, Remember Me is nineteen nineteen. Interesting prices here. Yeah. Uh, Somebody got a scientific ter- calculator. Terraria, three seventy five. Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch for nine dollars and seventy nine cents. That's insane. That's crazy. Because Amazon is actually selling it the last few days for fourteen ninety nine, and people have been going ape shit about that. Uh, yeah. That price. I mean, I suck at the game. I'm terrible even at the demo. But my God, I would love to watch somebody play it because. All that Studio Ghibli stuff just looks amazing. Yeah. It it doesn't even look like a PS3 game. It's, it's just beautiful. And then we've got Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, uh, and the Collector's Edition, $10 and $15. Uh, but with that, you will be paying a subscription fee. Yeah. But still, $10 to get your foot in the door. That's pretty sweet. Uh, and Rocksmith 2014 is 2939. Hmm. You can learn how so to play guitar. They're assuming you have the rest of the equipment, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and there's other discounts. There are. Oh my gosh. Tiny Brains is 15.99. Draw Slasher is $2.99. Rainbow Moon is 11.99. There's a cross save bundle for seventeen ninety nine. What's that all? The about? cross save bundles just so you get it on all the platforms. So they're not doing like a, a cross buy. Uh, I think they're just calling it that. I'm not really sure why they went with that name. Okay, that's uh, weird. I think it's because well, the cross save bundle is so you get it on PS3 and Vita at the same time. The other so they're doing. Like cross save is built into it, but they're not doing it as a cross buy. Essentially, right. that's what I get out of that. Right. Okay. Okay. We didn't get a lot of the. De- we have the game for review action. I think it might be going up soon because uh, Ray's actually been playing the hell out of the game, and he actually was talking about how 
it's great that he could bring his crossover from the from the PS3 because he's got over 50 hours in the game. That's cool. Yeah, and apparently it looks just stunning on the PS Vita screen. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that one. So, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Because the other one is the PS3 player special offer. So if you already have it on the PS3, right, it's $5.99. Yeah, so uh, you're not getting it for cross-buy. That's what that cross-save bundle is. It's both versions. Yeah. The Rainbow Moon they sh- show there is probably the PS3 version. And yeah. the bottom one for five ninety nine is the Vita version. If you already own the the PS three one, well, no, I, I think the the eleven ninety nine is the Vita. Yeah. Then the cross oh, yeah, yeah, save yeah. is I both. See. Yeah. And then the bottom one is yeah. If you already or have maybe it, on it PS3. knows that you already own the PS three one and you get the Vita yeah. one for five ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. That's the deal there. Sure. It, I don't know why yeah. they just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They make it confusing. Why not? Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, not bad. There's actually not bad at all. A, a lot of crazy discounts there. And Borderlands 2 is coming later in December. And so is Dyad. Oh, and then oh, did you see what's on the Vita? Because I almost bought this today for 12 bucks. What? Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed on the Vita is going to be free as well. Is it really? Yeah, I almost bought it. Nice. I was like, I was hovering over the buy thing and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's actually a really fun game yeah i think it's fantastic i still want to buy the ps3 one i just haven't gotten around to it yeah and then urban cool. trial freestyle for for vita will also be one of the freebies this month huh. which isn't a bad game it, you know obviously there's a lot of parallels with trials hd uh i have it i i played it for a while but i never liked trials hd so it was kind of weird yeah i didn't I didn't. I couldn't get into that at all. But you know, you talk to anybody else, and it's the greatest game ever made. Well, yeah, of course. It's awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, up next, this one's pretty funny. Uh, so, uh, if you've been following anything on the internet the last week or so, uh, there's been some really interesting stuff uh, being done with uh, the PlayStation 4's built-in streaming app, especially for those that have a camera. So. One of the things is that this guy, I can't remember what they call it anymore, but this guy actually like did this whole talk show where he was doing a call-in show uh, in Playroom because that allows you to actually go full screen with the camera. And then you have those little AR bots flying around the whole time. And people on Twitter were just losing their shit about it. And the problem is other people, of course, because it's the internet and because people are obviously bored all the time, started doing really stupid shit. With, with the same mechanism, uh, including uh, I know there was a big report where this dude's wife was drunk and he stripped her down on the on the camera and all kinds of stupid dude. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> amazingly stupid shit. So Twitch has actually banned Playroom as one of the games that you can stream on Twitch because of this. So the funny thing is they took it off Twitch, but you can still stream from Ustream. So I'm sure Ustream is just going to be the uh, <laughs> the haven for all the weird crap off the uh, the streaming on the PS4. Nice. Well, I I missed most of that, but I saw something saying, well, the way Twitch, part of the way Twitch was explaining it, at least in what I saw, was that they are for gaming right. streams, right. and Playroom technically is not really a game, and what people usually do on it, they're not gaming. They're just sitting around and bo- just, yeah. you know. Well, and, and, so. and that's understandable because they also have Justin TV still, and, and Justin 
is actually like Twitch broke off from Justin. And I think they're the, both the same company. But if you go to Justin TV, that's all the other streams, like you know the, the talk shows and like the the stupid eagle cams and all kinds of stuff. And then Twitch yeah. broke off and became that just core gaming streams. So what they're saying is, you know, they're not lying. I mean, it's it's it's. I'm actually surprised that this didn't happen right away, honestly. But I still consider the playroom kind of a game. I mean, there are mini games in it. It's just people weren't using it as a game. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But UStream doesn't have any of those rules. So go for it, weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even messed with Playroom yet. I messed with it at the New York City thing for like 10 minutes. I haven't touched it. It's cool. It actually is really cool. Uh, it's kind of addicting. Plus, uh, uh, um, 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 <laughs> I want to say Telltale Games, but that's not right. Uh, oh, God. I can't think of who it is right now because I'm, I'm just out of it. Tim Schafer's company. Double Fine. Double Fine. Double Fine's actually going to do uh, free DLC for the Playroom. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty neat. They haven't said what it's going to be yet or anything, but it's kind of cool that they're actually going to like put some content in there. Because Tim Schafer is one of my heroes. Huh. Yeah, I'm excited about that. All right, well, the next big thing. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, PlayStation 4 had the most successful launch week of any gaming system to date in the UK. Hmm. Uh, and... According to the words of Chart Track, it eclipsed the Xbox One sales from the week before. Oh, that's not what we were hearing on the internet. Well, this is the article I'm reading. But the internet on never lies. What are you talking about? But this is on the internet. Mm. Okay. So the previous fastest seller, this is pretty interesting, was the PSP. Yeah. I was shocked by that. Yeah, at 185,000 units across its debut week. Uh, they're putting the, the PS4's uh, opening week sales numbers at $250,000 units. And apparently, supposedly, the Xbox One was about 150,000 units. Bollocks. Uh, but, these, but these numbers are all speculation at this point. Right. Uh, the interesting thing is that even if that's where the PS4 sits, that's more than the Wii, ha- Wii U has sold in the UK since it launched, <laughs> which is frightening. Oh, You know, I watched the, a video of that Mario 3D World today, the new one. Uh-huh. It looks really cool, but it also looks really confusing because huh. it's from an overhead, like a third person perspective. And when they were jumping, it didn't seem like the shadows were helping a lot, or else these guys just sucked at video games, which is very possible. But uh, there was two guys playing co-op, and it looked really neat and everything, but at the same time, I think I would probably want to strangle somebody out in about five minutes playing it. (laughs) Um, But you compete with each other, but you're also playing cooperatively. Graphics were gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. But that viewpoint that you're at, oh, I would hate it. Huh. But that's any game that would use that kind of a viewpoint. I would just hate it. But anyway. <laughs> just a little tidbit there. Because everybody's been raving about that game on Twitter, so I just kind of had to see what the hell was all it was all about today. I haven't looked at it at all. I figured when it got cheap, 
Although it's a Mario game, those never get cheap. Nope. <laughs> it's kind of uh, like Halo. Halo never gets cheap. No, that's not true. I picked up the first Halo for 10 bucks. Well, yeah, but that probably took 15 years. Mm, uh, oh, my God. Uh, well, it's when I had the 360, so. When you, when you, you just <laughs> mentioned that, I, there was an article uh, the other day that I just kind of happened across, like, the 10 rarest gaming uh, items in, in this last generation, PS3 360. And one of them they listed was that Halo that came with the cat helmet. And I'm like, wait a second. No. I see those on the store shelves now. <laughs> That's not right. I know. I hate that's articles like right. that. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it probably linked from M4G because that's the kind of crap we see in M4G nine times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's all M4G is. The top five. This. The top. Yeah. The top five reasons the next generation will suck, <laughs> which makes everybody click on it. You know. Top five, five reasons to why the Wii U is is set to to strike. Yeah. yeah. Top five reasons why the Wii U will dominate this holiday season. Yeah. I I guarantee almost word for word that is the exact title of one of the top things <laughs> on there right now. Well, that, that's the one that got approved. Then there's the 10 other ones that had the same wording, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, put up a top uh, five list. It'll get a lot of clicks. No. Woo! That's it. One uh, of the writers every week needs to put up a top five or top 10 on no. their website. Yep. Don't even joke about that because they will start doing it. <laughs> well, we know Eric won't because his Twitter account still says at PS3 Nation. Everybody keep quiet. Shh. You've done well. Shh. Yep. <laughs> Nobody's told him. Good job. Good job. People were kind of – don't even tweet at me because, you know, he can see that. So just uh, – don't, Yeah, don't so keep quiet. Yeah. What we'll do, we'll just up you, update you weekly on the podcast <laughs> and we'll keep a running tally here and see how long it takes. So now we're uh, we're through a full week. That Eric hasn't yep. listened to the podcast and uh, there we go. hasn't changed his Twitter account to say that it's at PS Nation instead of at PS3 Nation. It's perfect. So <laughs> someone's, someone's shooting for writer of the year for PS Nation. <laughs> well, w- when it finally happens, we'll have shirts made up. I made it to week 18 yeah. or something like well, that. Well, I was just doing that to screw <laughs> with you guys. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot to check it. I had to check it right before we started tonight. Oh, yeah. that's so you've done well, people. Very, just keep it on the yep. Keep it hush hush. Keep it on the DL. We got to see how long we can go. Oh, this is going to be awesome. We should start a pool. <laughs> Except I, I'm not going to check it every Ooh. day, but I think it'd be funny if we like started a pool. But yeah. he, you know, the problem is I'd have to tweet about it, and then he'd see it because I know he watches no. the Twitters at least. How could we do this? How could we do it? Well, <sighs> I don't know. I don't think there's a way to do it. I got. I got. Extra life stuff to do all week. Well, that's true. That's one of the reasons I try to get the review done as soon as possible because I have a ton of paperwork to do. Speaking of which, I need to know who's who's got a weekend at Thailand. Yeah, man. I know that that'll be one of the things that comes out of this. So you'll know by the end of the week. All right. Sorry, people. Yeah, it's Glenn's fault. <laughs> it is. It, it actually is. Uh, Grand Turismo th- Six showed up on Wednesday. Yeah, I think it showed up on here or here on Wednesday, and I only got to play it a little bit that night, and then I was gone for Thanksgiving all day. When I got home, I was so tired and full of turkey that I couldn't touch anything. But from Friday until Sunday night, I played it so solidly and just kept playing, kept playing, kept playing. And then I kept writing. Like, all day yesterday, I sat downstairs on my laptop, and I was, like, checking facts. I even did a couple of quotes from people. Uh, I looked up adaptive tessellation to make sure I understood it correctly. I mean, I did my research on this one. This is one of the hardest 
the hardest I've ever worked on a, on a review. So sucker. I I don't know why I did it either. I'm not that passionate about Grand Turismo. I like the series, but I'm not that passionate. I'm more passionate about like Killzone and Battlefield and everything. So not sure why I did it, but I did because of them, of our community, the people that love the Grand Turismos in our community. That's why I did it. And I'm really enjoying the game. Or am I? Yeah. We'll find out after the break. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, the sales still seem pretty crazy. Uh, I still see people tweeting. I'm not saying this to be a troll or anything, but I still pe- see people tweeting like, uh, I'm seeing Xbox Ones on the shelf. I can't find a PS4 anywhere. But who knows if that's because of supply problems or whatever. But uh, that does seem to be the norm right now. Norm. Also, somebody did talk today about the fact that Best Buy actually held a bunch of Xbox Ones until Black Friday. Huh. Yeah. Well, Walmart was stockpiling PS4s. That's what I Black heard. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about Black Friday, too, because that was an interesting day. All right. On to the next one. Uh, so, oh, this is, is this the one I added late? Yeah, this is the one I added late. So I just added this before we started. Uh, December 3rd, which will be a couple days from the time you hear this. Uh, another patch is coming from Battlefield 4 on PS4 because it still crashes in Conquest and voice still doesn't work. So they're saying now, what, what, what they're kind of hinting at is that if you have a lot of people in your friends list, that's what's making the game crash. You know, I, I, I would kind of call bullshit on that except for the whole blocked players thing on Call of Duty Ghosts that I was having. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so they're saying that it's going to hit... Uh, sometime tomorrow, so Tuesday, uh, the three big things that it fixes uh, are that it fixed the one-hit kill bug where bullets were sometimes applying their damage multiple times to a character. I- I've experienced this, and I didn't understand what the heck was going on. Uh, let's see. This could lead to firefights where normal rifles sometimes dealt one-shot kills, which is not as designed. Number two, fixed a crash that could appear when having a very large amount of friends. So how dare you be social? And uh, number three, enabled audio and PS4 video captures, which was kind of confusing. So whenever you're doing a, a share video capture, you would put the video up and it never had audio on it. So apparently they found that bug. Huh. Yeah. Although, honestly, I would rather they fix this crashing and conquest thing before they fix stupid video and captures. Just, just saying. Because the crashing still, after the big patch last week... It still but, crashes but, in Conquest. But you need to be able to show off all the crashes. <laughs> but it doesn't so. record the crash. <laughs> oh, well, then what's the point? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. They need to fix it so that it does record the crash. <sighs> I, I still wonder how many... <laughs> because when it crashes, it actually has a reporting system now. Yeah. I wonder how many reports they've gotten. It has yeah. to be just tons. Well, I had one... <clears throat> It wasn't in Battlefield. It was just, I, I don't even know what I was doing, but the whole system rebooted on me mm. and it came right up with the report and I was like, yeah, whatever, go. <laughs> See, you're part of the problem. No, I, I sent it. I always I always do the report. Mm. All right. I do. I, I, don't, I didn't add any details. I was like, you figure it out, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't add details, but as an IT guy, sometimes I feel compelled to do that. Yeah, because you know the more information you can give, the better. So there's a few times where it seemed like I kind of realized what 
made the crash happen, so I put some notes in there, which oh, was yeah. great having I the know. PlayStation app on my tablet because it was a lot easier to type it than trying to do it with a controller. Oh yeah, that's just <laughs> that's next generation right there. <laughs> Being able to do that, it's awesome. Uh, okay, so let me really quick. I found the post. There's at least a small post on on GT Planet about this stuff from Gran Turismo Six. So they learned from the first day the Red Bull X 2014, 2014 Standard, and the 2014 Junior cars uh, were revealed along with the X Challenge game mode, which I have no idea what that game mode is. Uh, they're simulating everything. Yeah, this is actually part of my review too, uh, in terms of atmospheric changes, time, temperature, humidity. There, I'll I'll get into that in the in the review. It's insane. Uh, new Vision Gran Turismo concepts teased from Subaru, Nike, <laughs> uh, Dodge SRT, and Peugeot. New intro movie presented that. That video will be in the uh, the review, so you'll see the new intro and you'll see me buying my first car. Uh, dedication to improved DLC support and continued updates uh, restated. Uh, they're actually planning on more DLC and updates than they had in GT5. So new cars, tracks, features, seasonals. Uh, seasonals have returned, by the way. Uh, steadily become available for download in GT6. So... Yeah, the seasonals I can't try yet, but because uh, the online servers aren't up yet, but uh, they are making a return, so that's good news. Okay, what we're playing and watching? Well, it's a shame we're not doing this live because the PSP three thousand is seventy nine dollars at Amazon in about seven minutes. <laughs> but I already have a PSP three thousand. Well, but other people might not, and I have and a two thousand. it, and I have a go. Hey, Hey, tweet that, tweet boy. <laughs> tweet what? <laughs> PSP 3000, seventy nine ninety nine at Amazon in seven minutes. Is it like a lightning deal or something? Yes. Well, let me go find the link then. I don't want to just tell people. Because the problem is if I just say it, then they're like, can I get a link? <laughs> God knows. Google doesn't work. Uh, let's see here. Well, let me just All go right, to so video You games. do that. And I'll start with uh, okay. what little I played. Now, remember, people, I'm doing this because Josh told me to do it. It's true. Ooh, Forza Horizon Limited Edition's fifty bucks. Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> uh, okay, upcoming. Well, yeah, I can't click on it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll just keep an eye on it. All right, sorry. Go All on. right. I played Rock Band. Really? Oh, well, now, now you found the disc. <laughs> now that I found the disc, yeah. Well, yeah, when I had. 37 people over to the house for Thanksgiving. Uh, I still can't believe you had that many people in that house. It was, I think total, it was 16 or so. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mess. So did you sit in the garage or? It was just utter chaos. Like eating your turkey dinner, leaning on the Prius? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was utter chaos. And... Uh, the two, uh, there were, you know, the two babies and then there were two younger kids like high school and they were getting bored and everybody's like, but get a game for them. They're bored. Get a game. Yeah. I'm like, what? And I was like, I, what do you want to play? Like, what are we going to do that we can play? And everybody's like rock band, rock band. I'm like, fine. So we had, and they, we had to do it in the living room. So I had to bring everything upstairs. Oh my. And God. then. When I put it in, there was an update. Of course. And once the update applied, it wouldn't launch. <laughs> so the whole game was all fucked. So I went in and I deleted the uh, 
you know, the saved uh, the data, the the PS3 data for Rock Band, right? Which of course killed all of the DLC as well. <sighs> so when the game, I was like, that's fine because um, that's the one I was gonna wipe out and put the new hard drive in anyway. Yeah. So I was gonna have to re-download everything anyway. So. I did that, started up the game. The problem is it didn't recognize that all that DLC was gone. It still listed everything as there. Because uh, it was so, in your so, save game. Yeah, so every song we oh picked, it was like, I can't start the song. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it took Why didn't you at one point just say, you know what, screw this, let's go downstairs? I Because it, everything was upstairs and everybody was upstairs. I wasn't going to move it all back downstairs then. And start over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine. Oh, it was absurd. <laughs> it was really ridiculous. Uh, and then it, it came down to like everybody bailed on it, and it was just me and one other person playing the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> and everybody else watched. Uh, and then we walked away, and the babies were – Mason got the drumsticks. He He made me stop because he walked over, and he kept trying to grab the drumsticks out of my hand and play. Uh, so eventually he did. He just sat there in his aunt's lap, smacking on the drums like a madman. <laughs> so that's because uh, he is a madman. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I snuck upstairs with uh, my brother-in-law and showed him the PS4 briefly. Nice. Uh, showed him Resogun uh, just to so he could get an idea of what was going on there. Yeah. He liked it. <laughs> um, Did he buy one yet? <laughs> no. Nah. Um, he will, though. He's he's probably going to get both. Uh, he's probably going to get all of it. I don't think he got a Wii U. But he might. Like, he has all the other systems. So he'll pick them all up eventually. That's just how he is. Yeah. Uh, and I... I tried. I got the replacement terabyte hard drive. I told you this earlier. Yeah. I tried to, you know, I, I swapped it out. I got the update, the update, man. Oh. Yeah. I started with the update, the 300 meg update. Right. And it wouldn't take, it wouldn't take, it wouldn't take it. And I'm, I, the PS4 was up in the bedroom because I had to move everything out of this area because everybody was like, just get everything out of here. Just take it all away and put it up in the bedroom. Uh, so that you don't have to worry about any of this stuff, uh, getting messed up or anything. So I'm coming all the way down to the basement to the computer to get the file on a thumb drive and then going all the way back up to the bedroom <laughs> to try to get this to work. It doesn't work. I come back down. I download it again. I go back up. I get, I come back down. I find out there's an 800 meg file that you're supposed to get. Cause it's like the full firmware. It's not just the update. Right. It's the full thing. Yeah. So I finally get that. I finally get upstairs. I get it all updated and everything. It does the update. And then it goes to reboot flashing blue light. <laughs> so it didn't work anyway. So that, uh, the replacement terabyte hard drive is I'm done. <laughs> I'm done because I'm sick because every time then I put the 500 gig back, I have to start over Yeah, 
and I have to install everything again and, yep. and download everything again. I'm just like, I'm done with this. I've, <laughs> I've downloaded and installed everything like 12 times on this already, and I'm just sick of it. So, and it's, there's hardly anything on it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I, I mean, the moment I start getting stuff, it's just going to be crazy, but I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till I have money and I'll wait till I have, you know, till that two terabyte hard drive comes out and it gets low and then I'll, I'll pick that up and swap it out and that'll be that. Yeah. Uh, but I got everything on there again and that's that. I messed around with FIFA for a little bit. Oh, cool. Uh, what'd you looks, think? It looks really nice. Yeah. It was great <laughs> uh, when I was not- at the New York city thing, because one of the main producers was there and, and I looked at him, I said, listen, I think the game's cool. I suck at it. So I don't want to play. I said, I'll watch you play while we talk just because I don't want to make a fool of myself. <laughs> so it was great because then another guy came in and he was really good at it. So they actually went at it and it was awesome to watch like this epic battle. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It is beautiful. It's it's not a huge difference uh, there, like in gameplay or anything like that from the PS3. Yeah, uh, but it's a it's a nice bump in in the graphics and and the crowds especially the crowds look great. Well, one of the things that I noticed, and he was actually kind of impressed that I noticed it, not being a soccer guy, but uh, the transitions between the different animations now are like seamless because they have so much more memory to load all that stuff into. Yeah. So I was watching him pull some moves off, you know, and, and he was kind of shoving by a guy, and then he was transitioning to this other animation, and it was so smooth and, and, and so seamless that I thought that made you know it's a small thing when you think about it, but it made a huge difference in the visuals in the game. Just immersing yeah. yourself into that game, and, and you never really get pulled out because of that. Yeah. Did I do the review for Madden on the PS4? On the PS4? Yeah. You did the PS3 one, I thought. I don't think you reviewed the PS4 one yet. No, I thought I did. No. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll tell you right now on that. <laughs> um, you probably won't notice it unless you're looking. Uh, but since there's all this uh, uh, screen capture and video capture and everything built into the PS4, yeah. It becomes painfully obvious really quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sidelines are terrible. The side, oh, yeah. like you look around the sidelines and and the the stuff along the the sides of the stadium is all pixelated and crappy. Oh yeah, they copy pasted three different guys at, with cameras in three different poses and put them all around. Oh yeah, and half the time it's like. Kneeling guy, kneeling guy, kneeling guy, standing guy, kneeling guy. Picking nose guy. <laughs> and it's it's the exact same kneeling guy in the exact same pose, the exact same position, same clothes, everything. Well, they did that on like, purpose because it's the 25th anniversary of Madden and they wanted it to kind of look like the older ones. Of course. <laughs> but it's those little things. Those are the little things that I would expect would be the first things gone in the PS4 version, you know? Yeah. Uh... So that was a disappointment. And the the uh the other the first thing I did, you know, I played the first game at the Eagle Stadium and kicked off and did a quick replay and looked and yes, the spectrum is still there out there in the parking lot that has been gone for years. <laughs> that is not there anymore. 
So they didn't even bother with the upgrade. They're still using the same old models, yeah. uh, just redone in better graphics or whatever. Well, they've so. got more processing power for the, uh, the the physics engine, whatever the, the Infinity Engine or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. So, I mean, that did look better. But like I said, even when they were tearing up the turf, the turf would actually just cover over again and like heal yeah. itself. Yeah. Yeah. They cheat a yeah. lot in that game. They do. It's, yeah, there's some issues there. I guess, well, I'll, I'll do that next week because actually I didn't really get to play online all that much. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a solid Madden game, but it's in terms of what you would expect to, uh, from the jump to next generation, I think it's one of the least impressive jumps. Yeah. It seems like one yeah. of the laziest jumps. Yeah, FIFA's FIFA's a much more impressive jump than yeah. than Madden. And definitely. again, you know that bar has been set by NBA Two K fourteen, unfortunately, for the other games. It's 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 such a huge leap on that game that you know you look at the other stuff, and you're like, what? What is this crap? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, that might be, sadly. <laughs> All I've played. Well, it was Thanksgiving and everything, you know. You got family to deal with and all that yeah. stuff. That was kind of the problem. There was so much going on. Oh, the other thing I did, uh, because I popped that terabyte drive out of the PS3, the dead PS3, mm-hmm. when I was doing all that, I was like, oh, yeah, now's the time to do that, I guess. So I pulled that out. I swapped it into... Uh, the other PS3, the one that has been in the bedroom forever that has been not activated. Uh, so it had all those games on it from way back when, but I could never play any of them, <laughs> any of the downloaded games or anything like that. And I figured, well, I, you know, there's the stuff that's on here. Like the, I stopped downloading at some point because, you know, they did the whole switch and everything got messed up and, I couldn't do anything with it. So I figured I'm just going to wipe the whole thing out, put the new terabyte drive in and go from there. Just start to download everything again. Hmm. So, I, cause it just wasn't worth it to, to back it up and then figure out what's what, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I did the swap and then I had to figure out how to activate and you know deactivate and activate and you can only deactivate from the PS3 itself so no that's not true well or you go online and deactivate everything yeah you just wipe everything like, out i don't want to do that yeah. so i really didn't want to do that so i called up sony and of course you know it's right in the middle of the PS4 chaos so <laughs> crap and they said the whole time was 15 minutes uh-huh. and i'm like well all right that's not that bad i could deal with that uh, so I'm doing my stuff and I took, I took pictures of all the, uh, serial numbers of all three of them, mm. uh, the dead one and the other two, just to make sure, just so I knew what was going on. Yeah. And the guy got on and I explained my whole deal. I was like, look, I, I don't know which is which I've got three at this point. I had four at one point, <laughs> um, just because of the way these things went, you know, one came, one went, whatever. Uh, so you know, as uh, tied to my name, there were four altogether, uh, just from coming and going PS3s. So I said, I don't know which is which. I've got 
video stuff. I've got the games. I've got SingStar that I'm worried about. I need to Which make sure that all this too. is. Yeah. yeah, I said I need to make sure all this is good on the two PS3s that I will use from here because I'm. That's all I have now is two PS3s. I need to make sure they're all good. He said, "All right, hmm. I'll take care of that right now." I said, "All right." So he's doing his thing, doing his thing. He's like, "All right." Walks back, gets a cup of coffee, yeah. grabs some exactly. red vines. He he logs into the thing and deactivates all my shit for me. Oh. <laughs> so what I was going to do, pretty much. And he said, all right, all you have to do is log in and you're good to go. What? So, yeah. So I logged into that because P- it was sitting right here. Uh, and I logged right into that PS3 while while he was still on the phone. And boom, I could suddenly download games, which I couldn't do before. Yeah, but what about SingStar? Because that's always been the problem. Well, that I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, I'm going to get to that on, well, I'll get to that on both systems. But but the fact that just magically, boom, the games were working without me having to physically activate the system or anything like yeah, that yeah. was good. So I thought that SingStar still only worked on one system. Uh, Well... Yeah, I remember the last time I called about that? Yeah. And they activated it, and suddenly they showed up on both yeah, systems. Yeah, but the problem is, I, I bet you anything that was <laughs> a rare fluke that probably won't happen again. Maybe, I hope. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Did I'll you tell it. them that you're Josh Langford from the PlayStation Nation podcast? <laughs> I did. I pulled weight. And they said, the, the who the from now? the what now? You're, you're Sean Workman, otherwise known as Rothbard, from the now defunct red, Big Red Barrel podcast? The guy said, I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> did you Get tell him I'm my crawls phone. and then he hung up on you? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I should have. Um, <laughs> no, I, so, I, I haven't done much with it. I just haven't had time. But, I I did start downloading. I did start downloading the games and stuff again. Oh boy! Which, yeah, this is going to be a long process. So actually, last I'm time just, I did it wasn't too bad. Ooh, this is bad. <laughs> My download list. I I got to two hundred. But, it, you know, not everything is because there's Vita stuff. There's demos. Right. There's there's all kinds of junk in there. The full list is I'm I'm 10% of the way through the list. <laughs> the full list is over 2100 items <laughs> of of everything that's been downloaded according to, to that to that PlayStation account over the past 7 8 years. Um so that's all the demos, that's all the you know everything they put in that list. Anything yeah. and everything they put in that list. Uh so it's going to take a while. I, I yeah. got to 200. Uh, and all that stuff isn't even downloaded. Like there's a lot of big stuff. The A lot of the big PS3, like binary domain is like 11 or 17 gigs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some of those full digital games are humongous. Well, the problem is that actually downloaded. That was the very first thing. Mm-hmm. You know, all the other, I was, I was letting little ones download, but the big ones like that, I said, you know, Q, you know, you just go and do it in the background. Yeah. That's what I always do too. That was the first one that hit from going in the background. Mm. 
and I went to install it, and it said data corrupted. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my so God. I had to delete it and re-download it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going to take a while. <laughs> so, oh my God. yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's, it's, it's odd to see because some of the things they'll download insanely quick. Yeah. And other things they download unbearably slow. <laughs> That's so, those come off the server in Uruguay. Exactly. There's just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. So I'm just, I, I've got a huge list of stuff that's going in the background. And when I get a chance, I go in and I, I go a little further down the list and, and start pulling these things in. So yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it, it's crazy. It would be nice to just be able to hit a button and say, Get all my crap back, you know? Yeah, you'll get it done. Yeah. Just queue everything up before you go to bed. Like, start about an hour and a half before you go to bed. Queue everything up, because you're doing the double downloads. Yeah. And by the time the actual QQ uh, fills up, then it'll be time to go to bed, and you'll let that stuff download overnight, and then half the stuff will be corrupt. And then- <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Well, yeah, that's not the one that's tied, because the other one is tied to like plus and the automatic downloads and stuff like that. But if it, see, I don't remember. I think it's done this in the past, but maybe I'm just dreaming. If you download stuff in the background and then you go to bed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the PS3 is off. You go to bed, you come back, it finishes the downloads and it installs it, right? Well, that's what you should do. Uh, instead of actually turning it off, what you want to do is actually hold the PlayStation button. Or no, I'm sorry. Go to the very left and hit triangle and say log off so that you're not online anymore. And then all, then push up a couple times on the D-pad and, and go to the power section. And you want to say power off uh, from there. And then it'll ask you, because you have stuff downloading, do you want me to finish downloading and installing this stuff? Oh, cool. And you check that box, and it'll actually go into kind of, not like not really a standby mode, but it'll actually keep downloading all, downloading all your stuff and then install all the packages for you overnight. Nice. Yeah, it's really badass. They added that a couple of years ago. But oh. that's what I always do now if it was like a big, even on, on when, when the store updates on Tuesday, if it was a really big download that I didn't you know, absolutely positively need right away, I would actually kick it off before I went to bed and then go over and do that. And it would just you know download, install, and the package is gone. Everything's ready to go. And then I just have to go in and categorize it when because uh, it's an unknown right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Oh, that's perfect. Because All right, the other I'll do thing that. is, if you have stuff downloading in the background and you want to do an install, the install takes like three times uh, the amount of time that it normally would. Yeah, it takes forever because it's also downloading and so you're doing reads and writes at the same time. Actually, you're doing yeah. two writes because you're, the downloaded stuff is writing and. Now this this basically this package file is is uncompressing, and you're just eating up the the you know the processes that the disk can handle and, and everything else. So yeah. when you do it that way, it's really nice and clean. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then just turn your your controller off because you don't need it on while you're at, at, in bed, and it won't kill the battery then. Nice. Yeah, that's that's a ritual of mine. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right, people. Now you know. Da-da-da-da. Okay, yeah, that's it. I mean, I really didn't play much. It was a, it was a lot of maintenance stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, for I mean, better or worse. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play too much either, just because of Grand Turismo Six. But 
Yeah. Did play my Dreamcast because last week was the 15th anniversary of the Dreamcast release in Japan. Yeah. So I got, I got Dreamcast fever that day. Unfortunately, uh, I think my Dreamcast is dying, my actual launch day Ooh. one. <clears throat> but the nice thing is I already have a backup, so I just have to find it because I bought one a couple of years ago at MGC. Uh, but it won't read discs anymore. It just won't read them. But uh, threw it on, and I actually – did I stream it? No, I just, like, recorded a little bit of it. Threw an NFL 2K1, and it worked. Man, that game holds up so well still. It's so huh. good. <laughs> it, 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 it's smooth. It plays great. It's got great commentary. It's just <laughs> damn good. I had a blast playing it. Running game was great. Uh I, man, such a good game. So yeah, uh, yeah. I have to. I, where I've kind of set up that little video studio though to do the video reviews. Uh, stuff's in the way of the closet in there, so I have to kind of get stuff out of the way to try and try to find the alternate Dreamcast. But this is my launch day Dreamcast. So I'm kind of sad about it. I was actually like reminiscing about Dreamcast on Twitter that day, and then Scott Rohde, of course, put Choo Choo Rocket up because he worked on that game. <laughs> Which I didn't have the heart to tell him I never understood that game and I never liked it. <laughs> That's a weird game. It is, but I know some people that just love that game to this day. So, yeah. Uh, play a lot of GT6. I'll be talking about that after the break. Play a little bit more of uh, Pinball Arcade on PS4. Just trying to get better with that. Also, uh, the servers are actually up now. The online stuff. So I was checking out the leaderboards and everything else. See how they worked. I uh, still don't have any info in terms of release or anything else, so uh, I'm going to actually follow up with those guys later this week. Some more BF4 on the PS4. Had some great matches in Rush. Uh, voice chat's still not really working too well, but uh, Conquest, you know, they patched it big, but it's still crashing. It really crashes on, it seems like, mainly on two maps. Uh, the first one being Flood Zone, which is still my least favorite map on the entire game. I hate it so much. But now we just hold that parking garage, which is point A on the uh, on Conquest. We just hold that the whole time, which is actually kind of fun. <clears throat> and then also the one that's in the jail. Uh, it's all indoors. It seems to crash on that all time, which sucks because I love that map. Uh, and then <clears throat> Black Friday. I really thought Black Friday was kind of underwhelming this year. Uh, in it Cyber was. It, like last year, Amazon, the way they had their website set up, I bought so many DVDs and Blu-rays. It wasn't even funny. Yeah, like I seriously got stacks of movies last year. I think I bought two things this year. I bought season three of Archer. It was nine bucks on Blu-ray. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, I don't even remember what the other one was. I mean, it, it was just oh well. And then I got another one, but that wasn't for Amazon. But it just it really seemed underwhelming. Like uh, a lot of the gaming deals did, weren't that good. I mean, I even saw. What was it? No, I saw GameStop put their Black Friday stuff up, and they were listing prices for games that were the same prices what they've always been. Well, they they always do that. That's such a scummy thing. Yeah. But uh, one of the things I did uh, on Thanksgiving, Target was going to open their doors at 8 o'clock at night on Thanksgiving night, and uh, they were going to have 3DS XLs for 150 bucks. Actually, they were going to have a bundle. They were going to have that special Zelda one with the new Zelda game for 150 bucks, And there was this big fervor uh, on the internet going back and forth. Like, it's, it's got to be a misprint, you know, and everything else. And they were ringing up at 150 that night from what I found out. But I drove by one Target on the way home, and there was kind of a line, but it wasn't that bad. 
I'm like, well, you know, maybe if it's like this when I get to Marshfield, maybe I'll stay in line for a little bit. I wouldn't mind getting that. You know, it's finally down to a price where I, 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 I'm fine buying it at 150 bucks. I get to Marshfield, and the line, and this is about two hours before it opened, the line went all the way to the end of the building. And I just went, yeah, I don't care. So, <laughs> so I'm reading all the stuff online, you know, people going to Target, and, you know, you heard about the one guy in, at Walmart in Long Island that got trampled and killed, and just all this stupid shit. But the next day I was working, and, and um, or no, uh, not on Black Friday. Yeah, on Black Friday itself. I was working, and it's time for lunch. I'm like, ah. I'll go over, I was going to go get something to eat by, over by Target anyway. So I'm like, ah, maybe I'll go over by Target and just kind of take a walk around. So I go in and go back to electronics. And sure enough, they still have one of the black 3DS, X, or 3DS XLs for 150 They still had one at like yeah. 11 in the morning. So I bought it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I also got uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2. I got Mario Kart 7 and I got Zelda. So... Didn't play Zelda yet because I have Grand Turismo 6 to work on, um, but I did play some Mario Kart 7, which I played before. Uh, you know, I like it, but I don't. It's still got the damn blue shell, and it kind of pisses me off, but it's a solid game. Turned the 3D off right away, though, because that 3D just annoys the shit out of me. Uh, played some of the new Super Mario Bros. 2. I think it's really good. Uh, the great thing about the 3DS one is it doesn't require all the co-op shit like on the Wii and the Wii U, uh, but I didn't play too much of it because... I'm having a lot of problems with my shitty thumb and the thumb pad on that thing. I'm having a lot of problems. Uh, like when I'm flying in Mario Kart, when it turns into a glider, I'm all over the place. I can't seem to steer it correctly with my thumb. And the problem is, in Mario Kart, I can't use the D-pad. It always uses the analog for some stupid-ass reason. At least Mario Kart lets you use the D-pad, but the D-pad's so small on there that it's tough to use, too, with this thumb. And for you that haven't, for, for those that are like new to the show or whatever... Uh, my left hand, I don't have a lot of feeling in it. There's a lot of nerve damage in my left hand from an accident I had back in 97. And uh, I have no feeling in my thumb whatsoever. So any type of game playing is kind of tough for me with my left hand. But <clears throat> that, that analog pad, which I would normally love if my thumb was fine, it's really loose. And there's no... That's one thing I like about the Neo Geo Pocket Color was that click that it had. Because then you kind of knew where you were going. And I could feel that click because it... I don't know. So that that's my biggest gripe about it right now. I, I think the eShop on that thing is fucking terrible. It's one of the worst <laughs> interfaces I've ever seen in my life. I looked all the way through it and I I was like, where's the like why don't why why can't I categorize by a system? And you can't. I, I can't find any way to just categorize by all the NES games or all this all you know, all the and there's barely anything on the damn thing. I mean, how long's that three DS been out? There's barely anything on the virtual console. So then I go to this other section, and it was given, like, recommendations, and it recommended Excitebike for the NES. I even went back to the eShop and looked all the way through the Virtual Console stuff, and Excitebike is not listed anywhere in the eShop for the Virtual Console. But it recommended nice. it on a different page, and it was there. <laughs> it is god-awful. It, just the worst interface I've ever seen. Yeah, they're, they're, they suck at online. Oh, it's terrible. And <laughs> it still really has the front do. code thing, which I haven't even dicked with yet. I don't even know where to find my friend code or anything. I'll find it eventually, but, um, yeah. but I thought, weren't they tying that to your, to like a proper account? No, that's on the Wii U. No, but they were supposed to be tying. I don't know. Well, and I, because they're tying the money together that you'll be able to use the same money in both. So it was going to be tied to your proper 
Nintendo account well, finally. Well, then this is even funnier because when I tried to – because I've got one of those rewards accounts. So when you register your games, you get points and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to the website to make sure I had the account information right and everything. And I, and I went to the account and all my stuff was still there. Then I tried to put it in the, on the 3DS, and it wouldn't even take it. It's like, oh, this is the wrong account. I'm like, no, I've, I've just logged into another website. It works. No, no, wrong account. No, it wouldn't take it. And now I don't have, I don't have any way to find out how to try to re-input that info. That screen's gone. Well, I think the, the rewards account on the site is different than your... No, 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 no. This is the one that it told me to go to. Huh. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Ugh. Oh Nintendo! But at one fifty, yeah. I think I think it was worth it for the XL. My God, that thing's a beast too! Holy yeah. shit! It's like having a, it's like my netbook. It's <laughs> <laughs> just huge. But uh, you know, I, I don't see myself ever getting into the whole Street Pass thing. I don't see myself really getting that many games for it. But uh, I am excited about Zelda. Uh, although I did hear I, w- I was reading a little bit about the new Zelda game, uh, which is a sequel to my favorite Zelda game of all time, A Link to the Past, and apparently. You can go to any uh, dungeon right away. And if you don't have the proper items that they want you to use, they always put something else in there to let you get through. So, like, if you need a bomb to get through a wall and you don't have the bombs yet, there will be a a bomb there that you can, like, attack, and it'll blow up and take out the wall. If that's That's the case, that's going to be a big fail, in in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so... Like I said, I had I had a lot of other stuff to get through. I've got extra life stuff to get through, and I've got I had the GT six stuff to get through. So I didn't even touch Zelda because I know if I started it, I'd probably keep going and going and going. Uh, also, I think the speakers are really low. Like I can't get any volume out of those speakers compared to the Vita. So hmm. yeah, and that Vita screen obviously has spoiled the <sighs> shit out of me because I look at the yeah. I look at this three D S screen. I'm like, uh. <laughs> that's the thing. I I don't understand how anybody can look at the three D S screen, yeah, and then look at the Vita screen and ever want to play on the three D S again. I I don't know. I mean, I, it's amazing that Nintendo. Well, because it's Nintendo, they can get away with something like yeah. that where where their screens are just absolutely god awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's. Stuff that Nintendo does that I mean, when I have my I have my DS, my DS Lite. I don't even know where that thing is anymore. It must be in the game closet. But I I, I know I really loved um, not Phoenix Wright, but what's that uh, puzzle game? It's a series. Fuck. Uh, Doctor Layton. Yeah, Doctor Layton. I love those games. So I don't even know if there's one for the 3DS out now or not. But I think there is. Yeah, if there is, I'll probably grab that. But the like the manual doesn't really tell you anything because like there's an SD card in it. It's a four gig SD card, and they say you can get a bigger one and you can actually transfer stuff from the PC, which I was kind of impressed by uh, Nintendo letting you actually do something with your data. But I don't know if there's a, a size limit. I don't even know if it's worth getting an, an SD card because I'm not going to use the thing that much. But um, I think because I looked all that stuff up, I think 32 gigs. Yeah, that's what I would assume. Is as big as you can go. But I did read the manual. I was looking through it just to try to figure this shit out. And it said, oh, yeah, you can put a new SD card in, but it didn't give me a limit. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really help. So, I mean, it's it's a neat little thing, but I, I think I probably played with it for about an hour and a half total. And then I went back to Gran Turismo 6. Uh, yeah, that analog, though, has really given me a problem. So I, it really sucks if that's going to be a deal breaker for me. But it can sit in the, in the closet like everything else. <laughs> 
Um, there you go. Yeah. But I, I forgot that it'll play DS games, so I, I have that Professor Layton I can throw on there and mess around with that, maybe. Yeah. Which is funny, because, I mean, I played my DS Lite for yeah, maybe a month, and then I haven't really touched it since. So I feel kind of bad. Uh. But it hit a price where I was comfortable with it, though, so that's all right. I don't regret it. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, played some Tiny Brains, which comes out, uh, well, it's been out for a couple of days by the time the show hits. Uh, it's a downloadable title that we played at PAX. I've also played it a couple other places. Uh, played it with Keith tonight online uh, for his review, which is going up tonight. And I got to say, uh, I don't know what they did to the game, but they made it a little worse. So I think huh. it's still going to be a lot of fun for a player. But at, it seems like at the last minute they they put this new graphic filter on, which gives a lot more texture to everything. Because, you know, when I played it at PAX, it seemed like a lot of flat... Flat textures, flat polygons, that kind of thing. And it looked fine to me. Uh, of course, I was kind of asking, like, why does this have to be on PS4? But uh, they, they put this new graphics filter on and some new textures and everything else. And it, there's a lot of screen tearing now when you're going between screens, which is a little weird. I mean, it doesn't really take away from the game itself, but it, it is a little jarring and it kind of pulls you away from it. Also, uh, there's this jump attack that you can, like, jump on the heads of some of the enemies. But the problem is you're from like this overhead perspective a little skewed and aiming to do that does not work <laughs> keith and i found that out the hard way tonight but i think coach co-op wise and also online co-op if you have good communication it can still be a lot of fun uh, i think it's definitely if you're not going to be, ever be able to play four players don't even buy it if you can play four players especially on the couch even with your kids that kind of thing i think there's enough there to get something out of the game um but like the voice chat in it, they they patched in voice chat, and it actually kind of crapped out on us tonight. So the nice thing is the PS4 now has party chat. So Keith and I just jumped over to the party chat and worked fine that way. But uh, it's still a neat game. Uh, I, like I said, I think four player. It's still going to be a lot of fun, like it was at PAX. We had a real blast with it. So just keep in mind, you know, it's not a perfect game right now. Hopefully, maybe they can patch those graphical issues a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's a puzzle game, and it's four-player. Every player has a different character that has a different power. So one player will be able to do a push, like a force push. Uh, one will be able to do a pull. Uh, one, you can aim at an object or an enemy, and you can hit the button, and you swap places with that object or enemy. And then there's one that can actually, like, create this, uh, like this big ice block, and you can jump on top of it and hit the button, and you can actually shoot way up. Uh, but you can also fire that ice block into somebody with the push power of one of your other players. So there's a lot of powers that you can kind of intertwine and, and come up with some pretty cool combos. So it's a very imaginative game. Mechanically, I think it's outstanding. It's just some kind of weirdness with, with the visuals and everything else that it's a gripe, but it doesn't break the game at all. So keep your eye out for it. It's a fun game. And then watched. Boy, are you going to be happy, Josh? I think I saw you were watching The Wire, weren't you? Uh, I started watching The Wire, which everybody's always been pushing me to do. Uh, yeah. HBO Go finally added Chromecast support. So I can watch oh. it on my big TV. So I watched about... How far did you get? Uh, six episodes in. Okay. Uh, I didn't realize that Chalky from <laughs> from Boardwalk Empire is actually Omar. So that's pretty cool. I was like, oh my god, it's Chalky! Because <laughs> Chalky rules. And I didn't realize that freaking Idris Elba's in it. And I think you told yes. me that at one point, but I was like, whoa, wait, wait, Yeah. Yeah. So, it's the first place I saw him. He is awesome in it. 
I'm I'm pretty hooked on it. I I didn't know what to expect after the first episode. I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. And I don't know what it is, but I'm really getting hooked on it. So uh, yeah. definitely want to get it's five seasons though, so I'll see how long it takes me. Um, but that's the thing; it it jumps, you know. Like yeah. the, it's it's slow. It's a slow burn, yeah. you know. That especially that first season, it's really slow because you're really you're you're dealing with all the surveillance and all the bullshit that, yeah, that yeah. they have to go through. So it's all. <laughs> You know, it, it it builds itself up over over time. Yeah. But it's, no, I'm, it's I'm really good. I'm liking it so far. I'm I, uh, really enjoying it. The problem is my my actual TV shows are going to start back up in January, so we'll see how far this goes. But uh, with HBO Go being on Chromecast now, it's pretty badass. The problem is it's having some buffering problems, so it was kind of locking up on me every now and then. I'd have to like disconnect and then reconnect and that sort of thing. So I hope they fix that. But uh, yeah, but uh, even more, I started rewatching one of your favorite TV shows. Uh, from was, from season one, I started rewatching the Venture Brothers. Oh yeah! Holy shit! All the references in the first season, even yeah, like the whole Fantastic Four <laughs> thing where yeah. when he lights on fire, you can feel it. He's like, ah! <laughs> they were talking about that during during one of those interviews. I, I I forget if I had asked them or I think I did. Yeah, they said you know it was cool. You know we're we're, we're we're into the whole Fantastic Four thing, and they said, "But we thought about that. We thought, well, what would it really be like if if you were on fire all yeah. the time? Wouldn't it just be excruciating pain the whole time?" <laughs> That's why they did that. Uh, that oh, one really killed great. me, and also uh, the Six Million Dollar Man in love with the Yeti or with Sasquatch was just with awesome. Sasquatch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved it when I think it was like two or three episodes in when Race Bannon shows up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that show is so freaking good. It and is. I don't know if you got to see that uh the interview from Comic-Con this year, but like the first question was was something about, well, where where are you going with it, you know, in this next season? They're like, "Oh, it's Crazy Town." It's absolutely insane. <laughs> oh boy. Cuz so, it's already Crazy Town. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It it it's so cool because the the character arcs have been really, really fun. Yeah. You know, like Hank and Dean especially and the way they've grown and changed. And I just love I mean, the, that it's all based around the Venture Brothers, yet they're complete idiots. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, you know, they're, they're obviously making fun of all the all the shows where like the Hardy Boys and everything else where the kids are supposed to uh, be these great detectives and like, I found a clue and it's like bubble gum on a, on a bubbler or a water fountain. I mean, it's just that kind of crap where it, it's just so absurd that it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been so and long since I've seen that stuff that it was almost like watching it new. It's when they get into, when you get into like seasons two and three and all and, and 21, uh, the henchmen yeah. from, from the monarch. Oh, the monarch. Where they start the to come best. to the, yeah, they start to come to the forefront and, and 21 has one of the greatest character arcs of the whole series. Hmm. Uh, and and right to the point where now he's back with the monarch and and they said they they were talking about that they said you know it's it, he's back and it feels good it feels good having him back with the monarch I mean they should be together stop and, spoiling and it it's gonna be good well you'll see well what sucks it's, is Netflix only has the first season yeah so now and, I've got my my free taste sons of bitches. They talked about that too. There, they, there's no rhyme or reason for that. They have no idea why God. that happened. 
Yeah. They're like, I don't get it because somebody, somebody who was sitting there was like, I, I've just been watching it on Netflix. And they're like, well, where he's like, I don't even know. They, they just, uh, I don't know. They don't show stuff. He's like, yeah, what happened? They, they, they had a couple up there. Now they're all gone. Yep. The whole first season's so, up there and that's it. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, also watched, uh, like I talked about last week, the MST 3K Turkey Day stream. It wasn't all, it wasn't 24 hours or anything, but I got the, I got home because I couldn't watch it at my aunt's house because her internet was down once again because the uh, cable company's screwing her. And uh, Joel Hodgson comes on and it was a new host segment, you know, and he was, they were doing like trivia and everything. And then uh, the last movie they did of the, of the stream was Mitchell. And it was funny because I was watching it. And I'm like, wait a second, I have this on DVD. Why don't I just go get the DVD and watch well, it on my big TV? Yeah. So I did that. Uh, and then I ordered that 25th anniversary set, and it showed up on Friday. Nice. And uh, it's pretty badass. So there's four movies in the, fir- in the first part of the set, uh, which none of these have been released before. So Moon Zero Two, The Day of the Earth Rose, The Leech Woman, and Gorgo. But then... Because they're both out of uh, out of print, they actually included Mitchell and the Brain That Wouldn't Die. Which Mitchell, like like we said last week, that's when Joel left the show. That was his last one, and the Brain yeah. That Wouldn't Die is the first one that Mike starts. So they're very pivotal uh, episodes. But there's a bunch of uh, extra content and everything. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But the box is great. It comes with four mini posters, uh, and they're beautiful. They're great artwork. Uh, but it was on Shout Factory. It was like fifty five bucks, and normal price is sixty five. They say, which bullshit. Yeah, it's whatever price they want to give it. But <laughs> exactly. But it's cool. It's a tin. I mean, it's 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 really well put together. Uh, beautiful graphics on the front too. Uh, but yeah, it showed up very quickly. So uh, I'm definitely going to be cracking this thing open and watching those for sure, dude. Very happy. Uh, and then last but not least, something I forgot to talk about last week, which would have worked since we didn't really go very long last week. And I know you've heard about this if you've caught up on your uh, Hollywood Babels on, Babylons at all or any of your smodcasts. Uh, watch The Dirties. So this is a, a very low-budget movie from Canada that Kevin Smith uh, backed with his new production company. Okay, yeah, I'm not caught up, obviously. He actually did a, screen, uh, a smodcast with the guy that directed it. And oh, it was okay. a, but don't listen to it or listen to about the first 45 minutes because then they just totally give everything away. It's hilarious how they do it. Uh-huh. He's like, well, I don't want to give anything away. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, really? Because I listened to it on the way out for Extra Life. Uh, so this is a movie, and I can't believe the shit they got away with, but they actually it, – it's about school shootings. And huh. it, only five people really did this movie. And, and the way that they shot it, though, he was talking about on the Smogcast – where their friend that ran the camera and they had a they had a B camera as well, but they were just always shooting. And the two main characters in the movie actually use their real names because if they're just having a conversation, the names are correct. Because they would forget their character names and they never really knew what footage they were going to use and what they weren't. Because they would actually just they kind of knew what they wanted and they would improv everything. And like people in the background or people around them would actually get involved every now and then and like start talking to them. And they put huh. that in the movie. But then they actually shot in a real high school up in Canada because one of the guy, I think the producer, knew somebody that ran the high school or something and they got complete and total access. 
and they only told the kids that they were just shooting a movie and just th- these guys are in their like late 20s early 30s and they look like high school students so they were actually shooting with like real high school students and all this stuff and they had they had a couple people that they hired to be well the dirties it basically references uh school bullies so the bullies in the school they all call them the dirties and these two guys that are in it are huge movie nuts and so they want to do their own films and everything else and they start you know talking about this concept of the dirties but then one of the guys it seems like he's starting to take it seriously and that instead of making a movie about a school shooting and taking out these dirties he's actually going to do it and huh. you're watching this movie all the way through and number one it's kevin smith really oversells it in this podcast to a certain extent but at the same time he's right this it, it's it, it's genius the, the, the entire thing is just genius. How they pulled it off, how mature it feels. And this does not look like a first-time filmmaker. And the, the, you know everything about it is really well done. And you know it seems they were kind of talking about how it looked like found footage type thing, but it wasn't. It's more of a mockumentary to a certain extent. Uh, that they're they're shooting this movie within the movie, that kind of thing, and. It, it's just it's crazy to, to to hear that there's no script. They just have these these uh, note cards up on a bulletin board, and they kind of know what where they want to go with it and everything else. But they would always have to change it because something would happen. They're like, "Oh, we got to leave that in," and then they would have to change the arc of the story. So they were making the movie as they went. It's just crazy. That's cool. Yeah, it, it's it's incredibly unique. It's really riveting to watch and you know you're guessing the whole time like is is he joking or is this is this going to happen and it's you got to watch it. it it it's up on um actually I watched it on um the PS4 I streamed it off the uh, the PlayStation store cuz they've got it up there for rent mm-hmm. and uh watched it that way and it's it's genius it's absolute genius so give it a try. Uh, it was it's a very limited theatrical run. I don't think anybody, unless you live in a huge city, even had a chance to see it in the theaters. I'm definitely going to buy it if it comes out on DVD eventually, which I'm sure it will. But uh, one uh, like one at Slam Dance, which is uh, kind of an offshoot from Sundance. Now it's uh, basically these people that couldn't get into Sundance decided, screw it, we're going to start our own film festival, and they do it down the street from Sundance. Uh, but they won a couple of really big awards. They won the whole year and, and they didn't like the other guy in the movie is a school teacher and he went right back to teaching <laughs> school. Like they, they're, they're going to be shooting their next movie pretty soon. And he, and the guy won't do it because he's teaching school. He's like, either you got to wait until the summer or I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Cause I think Kevin Smith's actually producing this next one, but huh. it's just, it's crazy when you, when you, when you, I, I would say watch the movie first and then listen to the smodcast with the guy. Yeah, it's because it's fascinating, like how he made this movie. Because they did the only thing they really ever did was a web series before that, and the web series apparently blew up. But it's nuts, like how they put this together and, and how the story evolves, and it, it's very, very well done. And and at the same time, there's that uncomfortable feeling because you you kind of you think you know what's coming. And the whole time you're you're questioning yourself until the very end of the movie. It's it's nuts. Can't recommend it highly enough. So I mean, he even like reads from 
he reads a book about one of the guys from Columbine in the movie, and he kind of quotes from it and everything. Else. I mean, it just gets into this whole weird area, but it's never it's it's never anything that's you know trying to be offensive. You know, they're not trying to glorify school shootings or anything like that. It's just these two kids start talking about it for a for a student film. So check it out seriously, it's awesome. One of my one of my finds of the year. When I uh, Jason's going to be doing another one of those uh, twenty questions things, and that's going to be coming up a couple times, for sure. All right, well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little extra life. Uh, we'll talk a lot about Grand Tourism, I'm sure, and uh, maybe we'll find some emails to talk about as well. So we will be right back. Just really quick, again, we're going to be doing the Extra Life Raffle. Well, I guess I will. Josh isn't going to be anywhere around. so uh, mm. I'll be doing the Extra Life Raffle. Everything's going to be picked ahead of time, and, and basically I'm just going to get on the stream. I'll probably do it on Twitch, obviously. Ooh, I don't know. Twitch might get mad. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, we'll try to do it on Twitch. I'm sure it won't be that big of a deal. Uh, but basically get on there and just read off the prizes, read off the winners, and uh, kind of be done with it. So it should be pretty quick if you guys want to do uh, want to join in. So it'll be on uh, Saturday, December 7th at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's this coming Saturday over on our Twitch page at uh, twitch.tv slash psnation. Uh, the winners, the actual list will also be posted on our website at psnation.com if the site's actually up uh, if on the Extra Life page. So if you just hit that Extra Life thing on the left side, that'll take you in. And the in- entire winners list will be right there so you can see what you want if you don't get to, to join us for the stream, which... I wouldn't blame you. I mean, the stream is just me reading a bunch of names. <laughs> so, nice. Of course, I'll be making fun of some people, but yeah, we got some cool stuff this year. Uh, San Diego actually sent uh, another one of those God of War art books too. Ooh. So we have two to give away. Those things are like thirty pounds. They're huge. Yeah. It's like one of those oversized Bibles you see on TV, like where it's about the size of a of a baby. <laughs> it's just humongous. So, all right, uh, Gran Turismo 6, this is the reason that we're holding the, the podcast until Friday morning, uh, and, and for good reason. Uh, this is a huge game. I've been spending a lot of time with it, yeah, more time than I'm, – I'm pretty shocked at how much time I've been spending with this, but uh, there's a good reason. I, I'm, I'm pretty blown away by a few things in this game. So, obviously, the whole series has been very popular. It's sold a ton of units. Uh, it's, it's a driving game, you know, and, and a lot of people might not be into that, but there are a lot of people that are into it. So I'm going to jump around. I seriously wrote 4,000-some pages, or pages, 4,000-some words on the website, and I, I highly recommend if you're interested in this game at all, 
go over there and check it out. I, I've uh, put a lot of time and effort into that. <laughs> this is probably the one of the the most time I put into a review, at least the top three. So, uh, and there's going to be a ton of videos up there. I've been uh, tr- slowly putting them up on our, our YouTube channel and obviously unlisting them right now, but uh, slowly putting those up so they're ready to go that morning. And also I've been taking a ton of screenshots. I think I have over 100 right now. So a lot of high-res screenshots, a lot of videos, uh, including the opening movie and then uh, buying my first car, doing my very first race, uh, showing something like, you know, night racing. How about, how novel of a concept is that? Right, Forza 5? Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I should really have gotten my notes for this, but basically over 1,200 cars this time, so they added, I think, another 130 cars into the roster. Uh, one of the things that I want to bring out right away is uh, a lot of people have been asking about the differences between the quote-unquote standard cars and the premium cars. So in GT5, it had, I think, 200 premium cars, which were insanely detailed. Uh, the interiors were fully built out and rendered exactly how the real car looks. Uh, and the standard cars were basically cars from the PSP version, from older versions of the game. And you could tell there were visual differences. Uh, they weren't as smooth. You could see some of the polygon jaggies in there. Uh, like bumpers that were supposed to be chrome looked really gray uh, instead of being shiny or anything else. <clears throat> and this time around, they made a very big emphasis on this, even in the review packet they sent. And you can tell. Uh, basically, every single car in this game has brought, been brought up to the PS3 spec now, except... For the interiors, so they it still has a cockpit mode and it still has a rendered cockpit, but it's not the exact cockpit for that car if it's not a quote unquote premium car. There's no differentiation anywhere in this game that would tell you otherwise, though. If it's if it's a premium or a standard, there's no S, there's no P in the in the dealership. There's nothing that signifies if it's one or the other. So it, it's pretty tough to, to tell the difference. Uh, the standard cars all have you know like chrome bumpers. They uh, you know everything looks great. Uh, one place you could look, especially in GT5, and tell the difference right away was like the wheel wells. So you could look at that arc of the wheel well, and you could see a- the actual polygons in, in the standard cars. And that's not the case anymore. Um, I think somebody caught a couple of them that didn't look too good, but they'll probably be patched up. And also, uh, yeah, I should I should uh, preface all of this by saying there is going to be a day one patch, quote unquote. I think it's actually going to hit on Thursday, hopefully. Uh, but there is going to be a day one patch. Uh, online is not available either. So what you're hearing right now is based on not being able to play online and not having that day one patch. So there is a possibility some things will change, even what I'm talking about. And uh, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. So Because <laughs> I have no idea what's going to be in that patch. I have an idea. Well, I have an idea. I just don't know for sure. So <clears throat> um, the other thing that I want to cover right away is a lot of people have a fear, and I think it's mainly because of Forza 5, but a lot of people like on NeoGAF and on GT Planet and, and a lot of other places have this fear that Gran Turismo 6 is going to be rife with microtransactions that try to pull a lot more money out of you. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee you, unless they do something in a patch later on down the road, I can guarantee you there are no microtransactions in this game. Uh, what you can do... And this is completely optional. You can get through every single thing in this game if you work long enough at it. Uh, You can buy in-game credits in the PSN store, I believe, in million credit increments. And I don't know the price of that yet. Um, The one thing that I want to kind of put put forth as a caveat, though, is... and, And 
you know, you look back at some of the uh, like the free to play games that are out there now, and you see a lot of these free to play games on PC and everywhere, not just on consoles, but that let you play quote unquote free, and you get to a certain level, and all of a sudden you got to start paying for items and that you know that sort of thing to get through. That's not the case in this. You can get through everything. There are some cars that are multiple millions of credits to buy. Um, but you'll be able to earn the credits to get those if you want. The The whole purchase system is there because there are some people that don't want to get through everything before buying like a really cool Ferrari or a really rare car. Uh, so they're giving you that option. <clears throat> and I'm not – this isn't PR speak. This is how I feel about it. Um, I have no problem earning money, earning credits in this game. No problem at all. Uh, I, I actually think they're being pretty generous with the credits that you get. It, it definitely seems like you get a little bit more than you did in GT5. But, you know, if you're one of those people that wants to have that really rare exotic car, well, put the extra work into it. I don't think it's going to be like an MMO or like a free-to-play game where it'll take you 20 hours to get enough money to get this one car. But it's going to take a little bit. But that's kind of the point. I mean, if you want one of those exotic cars, you got to work for it. Like real life, yo. Maybe go rob a bank. Uh, but uh, Oh, yeah. Did y- they put that in there? No. I think it might be DLC later on down the road. I'm not sure. Uh. <laughs> uh, man, that'd be cool. Like bank high. Well, that's what GTA is for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's 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 really cool. I mean, it, it there's a lot of stuff that's affordable right up front. Uh, in terms of okay, let's let me just start from the beginning here. So first off, uh, one of the the biggest complaints about GT5 was the fact that you boot the game up, and even before you had the patch, you had to about an hour long install. So you'd have to wait about an hour just to play the game. Then you got into the game, and you can do what's called the optional install, which would take another what forty five minutes to an hour. Uh, just to get everything on the hard drive. So remember, I don't have the day one patch yet. So uh, uh, imagine my surprise when I booted this game up and I was racing in like four minutes. There was no install. So what happens is, and what I found when I went through some of the some of the settings and, and the options and everything, GT GT six will actually install in the background while you're playing the game. That's a good. Just a better idea. It's crazy good. <laughs> now, what you're going to see, though, is you're going to see kind of a fluctuation in load times. So what I think is happening, and nobody's told me anything, but what I think is happening is if you go to a track, that track installs in the background the first time you get to the track. So your load time might actually be about, it could be up to like two or three minutes to get into the race that first time. But the next time you go to that track, it's going to be a lot faster because now it's installed in the background. Same way with the cars and with the images and with the car models and everything else. A lot of that stuff doesn't install until you need it. So there's no indication of how big the install is and there's no progress meter, anything. You can't find any of that stuff, which for someone with OCD like me is a little frustrating, you know, a little bit of frustration. But it's really cool. It's really cool that you don't have to wait to play the game. I mean, I, I show that in the video. That's the reason I have this first video in the review. It's the only one, only one I've embedded already, but I show the whole boot-up process. So I show that I'm hitting the button to start the game. It goes through the, through the, uh, the, the opening movie, and right away it takes you through a tutorial on, on racing, and you're actually driving within, I think it's like four minutes. And that's the other part of this is, uh, and I think this is where... You're going to see some people, especially the diehards, the Gran Turismo, like you know, the true fans, 
I think that this is probably going to be the biggest complaint about the game, and that is they've, they've taken certain steps to make it more accessible to people that have not played these games before. And there's a lot of people like that because, quite frankly, it's a little scary. It's very technical. There's a lot to know. Uh, I play the games all the time, or not all the time, but I play the games a lot, and there's a lot of shit I don't know. And I know there's a lot of shit I don't know because when I get into online races with people, they always blow me out, blow me out of the water. <laughs> I think I've tuned my car correctly. I think I've done all this stuff. And then you hear about them tinkering with, you know, the uh, the camber angle of the, of the front wheels and all kinds of shit. I don't do that. I just want to race, you know. So it is. It's a very intimidating series, and I think they've done a pretty admirable job of taking you through some of the stuff. The problem is the tutorial at the beginning you can't skip. So these diehard Gran Turismo fans that want to get in there and just start racing are going to be upset because they can't skip it. Uh, but they've, you know, they have text uh, windows pop up and kind of tell you some stuff about uh, tweaking your car and, and getting upgrades. And then throughout the game, when you go to different menus, it'll actually show you like, okay, well, here's where you can tune everything up. And, oh, here's where you can get a car wash and here's where you can get an oil change. And, you know, it, it explains it all. And I think they do a very good job with it. I think it's uh, a, lo- a lot, it eases you in a lot more. And, and, where they also do that, though, and I, you know, there are some people that already got the game on GT Planet, especially that have been just dumping information, uh, which sucks. <laughs> We're under embargo, and there's so much I want to say, but uh, these guys can do because they got the game early somehow, you know, from a store or whatever. <clears throat> but like the first couple of series of races, uh, they're they're pretty easy to get through, and you you earn a decent amount of credits. And I think that people are going to freak out early on because they're going to think that they made the game too easy. What the reality is, is that they didn't make it too easy. They just made it easy early. Once you get into uh, the national stuff and the international races, that sort of thing, number one, the amount of events just blows up in terms of how many there are. It gets increasingly difficult because at first you're only racing against seven, I think it's seven other opponents or five other opponents. Once you get past those first couple of classes, all of a sudden now you've got 10 total cars. Then you've got 12. Then you've got 16. Uh, so it, it eases you in a little bit more for, for your career stuff. But what they've also done is they've added some little extras in there to try to kind of kill the monotony a little bit, but also another way to earn some credits and also... Uh, a way to teach some people that are new to the series, and you don't have to do them. So they've got like these uh, these coffee breaks, which are just these little challenges that are in there. They've got uh, what's called a one-make uh, challenge, where every single person that's in the race has the exact same car, and it's more up to your driving abilities if you can win or not. Uh, and then there's also another one, which I'm forgetting what it's called, but uh, that's, the, that's the thing, is is that... Overall, campaign-wise, I think things are a little bit more streamlined early on, but they've also added all this other periphery stuff as well to kind of let you explore a little bit more, explore the space, if you will. So it, they've, in, they've improved everything in this game over GT5. The interface is insanely smooth now. I mean, you've played Gran Turismo 5, Josh. That menu is terrible. I have. I mean, I have. Yeah, I have. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, when you get into that game and you're on that one screen, you have to go left and let it load up so you can get into all yeah, the other stuff. That, that, the menu is garbage. Yeah, up, down, all over the place. But you want to go to the settings, you have to go back to the screen on the right side, which loads up. You yeah. Have to go to the settings. So now everything looks really clean. Unfortunately, it looks a little bit like a Windows interface, but 
because it's tiles. Um, but it's really clean, very, very smooth, very fast. Uh, they say they've actually uh, decreased the amount of time it takes to get into a race by half because of all these tweaks to the menus and everything else. Uh, if you want to get to the settings, at any time, hit start when you're in the menu, and it'll just take you right to the settings. Um, you can do your personal background music as, as usual. It's still a little weird choosing it, but you don't have to dig through 20 different layers just to get to it, which is really nice. Uh, it's right there in the sound settings, background music, and you can do it for three different types. Uh, you can do it for menu, for races, and I think for replays, I think. <clears throat> um but everything is really smooth. Uh, they did take away the used cars thing, which I'm okay with, I guess. But at the same time, the used cars were always fun because you would find a gem every now and then. And you had, you know, you had to put a little work into it, but you could get a really cool car for a little bit cheaper. So that's one thing I do kind of hope they add in later because that was always fun to, to look through the used car dealership. Uh, the main dealership is very well laid out. Again, it's like the front interface, very easy to get through. Uh, I actually think it explains things a little bit more just in terms of uh, what country you're, you know, the cars are from. Uh, the, the descriptions for the cars are, are all a little bit better. Uh, you can go and, and do photo galleries for all of them or, or you know, just take a look at the, at the actual 3D model before you buy it. <clears throat> but overall, I, I don't think the, uh, the actual experience has changed too much. Uh, the same way with tuning and with getting new parts and, and uh, you know upgrading your, your engine, upgrading your uh, your uh, intake manifold, all that stuff, it's pretty much the same. Uh, doing the oil change, that kind of thing, um, and that's fine. You know, it, it feels very familiar and it's really easy to do, and uh, it's very fast. Like that, that's the one thing that I've noticed all the way throughout this is that load times are so much faster now. Uh, so it's not just the hard drive install. I think they've just tweaked the shit out of it, which is great. Um, there's also a couple of side things as well. So the uh, what is it? The wood? Oh, I always forget what it's called. I should have brought all the pictures up. Actually, let me look at my review really quick. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing that's missing. B, B spec is actually missing right now. It's going to be patched in later. I don't know if it's in the day one patch. I don't think it is. But B spec is actually completely missing from this. And uh, one thing about that is it sounds like B-Spec is actually pretty much removed from A-Spec now, so they're not intertwined like they were in the past. So you didn't have – like in GT5, you had to do B-Spec to actually, uh, to actually get to some of the stuff in A-Spec. And it looks like now, especially since it's not there, you're not going to have to finish stuff in B-Spec to do anything in A-Spec, which is great because uh, I hate B-Spec. <laughs> it's so boring. NASCAR's still in there. It's not all the racers. It's it's still only Daytona, and it's still only Indy. There's a couple of more track uh, variations, but the one cool thing is that they actually have night racing on both, and night racing on Daytona is pretty awesome. So I was really happy to see that. Uh, like I said, customization and pit options, that kind of thing, are very, very similar. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going through what I wrote because I don't want to miss anything. There's so much here. Uh, let's see, standard cars, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, the other events, oh, that's the one I was trying to find. So the, uh, the Goodwood Festival of Speed is in this, and it's, it's the same exact track, but they give you all these different cars, uh, to do it with. So it's a hill climb. It's just a straight hill climb, and they give you, uh, all these different crazy cars, and every one of them handles differently. And everyone is a complete new challenge, even though if, you know, you're going to learn the course after a while, but uh, the variation in cars is pretty crazy after a while. Uh, but the great thing is it's a quick event, and you can earn some serious credits out of that if you get uh, three gold stars in it. 
Uh, and that's the other thing that the gold star system now. So when you're going through, they're a little more lenient about getting you through your progression. So if you have a particular race that you're having a real problem with, uh, which I'm having a really hard time with uh, MR cars, which are, I think, like mid-engine cars. Holy crap, those things just are so squirrely in the ass. I can't keep it on the track. And I actually stopped racing them for, for now. I, I just I couldn't do it. The car I had, I just couldn't control the damn thing. But I got enough stars that in, in uh, the B, the novice B, I think it is, or something like that, in that whole set of events that I got enough stars that I can actually still continue on for my B license and everything else. And there are license tests, by the way. Somebody on the internet was saying there wasn't. Uh, there are license tests. So I like how they've done this where you're not forced to actually like get a gold on every single event. If you do well enough and you get to this certain level, you can actually keep moving on. But that also lets you kind of down the road, if you want to find a specific car that you know is going to be a lot better for those events, you can then get that car, go back and try to, gold star everything or get three stars for every event. So I kind of like that because I, I don't, I never got hung up on something too much that I got frustrated and wanted to stop the game. Uh, and it's only happened a couple of times too. So that, that's the other nice part about it. So besides that Goodwood thing though, which actually I've, I've unlocked a couple of cars in that too, including the expo, which is just a bat out of hell. The most unique thing I've ever seen in a driving game. <clears throat> and I forgot this was in this, but, uh, Another kind of offshoot is this lunar exploration or lunar expedition. Oh, yeah. So there's three events, and you're actually piloting the lunar rover from the Apollo 15 mission, and you're on the moon. (laughs) So the the first event is actually the path that the Apollo 15 expedition uh, drove on, the actual route. In one-sixth gravity. In one-sixth gravity. And you're only wow. doing about 15 miles per hour at the top speed. Well, yeah. And it's crazy. You go over a hill and all of a sudden you just keep floating and floating and floating. You're like, shit! And, of course, your weight's <laughs> not centered, so you start turning. And it's not as easy as it seems, folks. And it, it's just it's brilliant. Uh, the other events in that are there's a downhill race, which is insane. And I just didn't have the nerves for it the other day. And the third one is actually knocking over a bunch of cones, which trying to control this thing is next to impossible. But it's so cool. And the only problem I have with it, obviously, because I'm a science nerd, is that there is some sound. Now, in the vacuum of space, Uh, you're not supposed to have any sound, but you can hear kind of the whirring of the engine. So that was my only complaint, I guess. (laughs) But it's cool, and it's so beautiful. It it really is just stunningly beautiful. You're, You're up on that on the moon's surface and all you see is the blackness of space and all the stars and everything. And it's, it's stunning, uh, and modeled really, really well. So, uh, just awesome. So let's get down to some more of the technical stuff. The, the, the two really big improvements in this game. Uh, number one is this adaptive tessellation, which we'll talk about in a minute, but also this new physics system, especially with the, uh, with the research they did with the tire companies, with the suspension companies, that alone makes this almost a brand new game. The, I can't tell you how much better this game is now because of the physics. Um, I, I, I experienced it a little bit at E3 and a little bit at PAX, but I've probably got 15 plus hours of driving in now. 12 of those hours were with a controller. I didn't even plug my wheel in because I was at my desk for most of it and 
it's just not easy to plug it in up here. There is no way in hell I would have played Gran Turismo 5 with a controller. I just, I hate it. It's too tough to, to keep uh, some of these, you know, these cars with a lot of heavy torque. Really hard to keep those on the track uh, if you accelerate too fast or whatever. And, and the sensitivity on the, on the triggers and the, and the buttons, there's just not enough dead zone there. And, and you end up, like, accelerating full bore and the thing just spins right off the, off the track. Gran Turismo 6, that doesn't happen. I mean, you still, I, mean, I finally got my Dodge Challenger, my, my 1970 Dodge Challenger RT, which is my favorite car in the, in the game. And I've beefed the hell out of it. That thing's got immense torque. And you still, you know, obviously you don't have positive traction on that thing, so you're still going to kind of sway and whir a little bit when you take off. But it's so much more manageable <laughs> now, and it feels like I think it should feel. I'm not just spinning out when I do it. You're still putting up smoke, and it's cool to see, like, one of your tires go red because you're spinning out on it. But you're not losing total control anymore. It I'm act- just waiting. I'm just waiting for you to explain pause attraction to the jury, uh, Miss Tomei. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> That's why I love you, Josh. <laughs> so it, I can't. And that's another reason why I'm doing these videos is I'm trying to show you uh, there's actually a race with, uh, I hope I got it. If I didn't, it's going to suck. But um, I actually did this race on the Matterhorn track with the Dodge Challenger because there's a, uh, there's a muscle uh, category. Not the murder horn. <laughs> Not the murder horn. Uh, but it, it's a crazy track. It's, it's kind of a technical track and there's a lot of hills and it's really tough to keep control of your car, especially a big heavy car like that. And there's certain points in that race where I get in the grass or I just lose. Actually, I got bumped in the back by one of the other cars. He tried to pit me basically. And in five, I would have spun out and I would have restarted the race in this one. I actually kept control. This is with a dual shock three, by the way, kept, kept control of the car, got it back on the track, right of myself and still won the race. And I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it, but it seriously feels like, the tires are actually reacting with the racing surface surface correctly. It's I, I, I swapped, I swapped tires from soft to uh, sport medium and sport hard. And I felt the difference in the grip. It, it just feels so natural. And, and like I talked about from uh, when I played it at E3 sliding through some of these really sharp corners before it just felt like, you know, you were kind of drifting like in Ridge Racer, and now it, it, you can actually feel, uh, if you have the wrong tires on there, you can actually feel them kind of stuttering on the pavement in the controller and everything else, but you can feel it in the game. It's insane. I, I, I've never driven this well in, in a Gran Turismo before, but it just feels right now. I mean, even when you watch the videos, the suspension looks so much better now. It looks more realistic. Everything's reacting the way it should react. And that's a big deal. I mean, it's a really big deal. And and I'm not the only one. I've been, you know, the guys that got it early on GT Planet are all raving about it as well. So I know I'm not crazy, at least in this aspect. Uh, it's a huge change. And the cool thing is they've said that everything that they've done in GT6 is going to scale into what they're going to do on PlayStation 4. So that's really promising because this is such a great step. <clears throat> so the other thing is this adaptive tessellation. And... Um, I'm going to read you, because I actually went and found this uh, quote from Kenneth, Kenneth Chan, who's actually a friend of ours. Uh, he's a product, product manager over at SCEA. 
And uh, he works on the Gran Turismo series a lot. And, and he, here's how he explains the ad- adaptive tessellation. Then I'll explain it more. So his quote is, improving the overall look of GT6 is adaptive tessellation, the next generation of 3D model, model rendering technology. Tessellation involves dividing a polygon into multiple geometric files. Adaptive tessellation takes that science one step further by automatically dividing the polygons to become finer according to viewing distance and position. And it's not just the cars that will look sharper. Thanks to the HDR rendering system, high dynamic range, by the way, that's what HDR is, whose dynamic range has been increased by 50 times from GT5. The representation of the surrounding scenery is more accurately expressed without the excess flare of highlights and blackouts caused by extreme differences in brightness. The result is better blurring effects and better light management of the, of the environment, using, uh, allowing the user to get a better, more realistic experience. Okay, so that's the quote. So mainly what they're talking about is when a car is far away and it gets closer to you, what would happen in the past is that... Items like little objects on the cars, for example, little objects uh, like badges or like lights or whatever else, the level of detail would actually pop. So all of a sudden you would see like this pop and you would see a better level of of detail at a certain point, at a certain distance. So what this adaptive tessellation does is it smoothly transitions that car when you get closer and closer and closer to it so that nothing pops anymore and it just looks rendered the entire time. And an easy way to see that is, like, I have this little Honda Fit with a carbon hood on it, and it's got this really cool uh, carbon look to it, you know, all the little triangles and vertices and everything else. And you can see it from pretty far away, and it never changes. Like, it never – it always looks right no matter what distance you are from it. And that's a huge difference. And the funny thing is, when you first look at this game, when you get into your first race, it looks really similar to GT5. And it takes a long time to start – realizing the differences in in the in the visuals in this because obviously the ps3 can only do so much and a lot of the tracks that are in this one are also in gt5 you know they added i think six new tracks with a bunch of different variations of each but a lot of like rome is in there and you know uh, uh, london's in there and everything else and the textures are all pretty much the same except they're, they're using this new lighting system this uh, lighting system to this new hdr lighting so when you first looked at it, like the first race I did, I was like, no, this looks pretty much the same. I don't, where's this adaptive tessellation thing happening? Because I remember they made such a big stink about it. You'll start seeing it later on, especially with the lighting. So there's actual day, night light, uh, day and night cycles in the game, and how the light actually reacts off of everything now is, is a lot more realistic to me. So uh, one of the, uh, the new tracks, which is Willow Springs, which is out in California in like the Badlands, basically, it's all flat desert and everything else is quickly becoming my favorite track. Not just because of the layout and how different it is, because there's nothing really in Gran Turismo that's like this anymore, where there's really nothing out in the background. There's a couple mountains here and there, but it's out in this desert. But the great thing about it is, is that when the sun beats down, you're out in the desert, and it just looks freaking hot. Like, the sun is beating down on the pavement, and and just the way it glows, and the way that everything reacts, and the, the fact that all your cars have the correct shadows for whatever angle you are to the sun and and whatever angle in the sky the sun is everything is shadowed correctly now and it's all real time and that's another thing that that adaptive tessellation is is doing is it's smoothing out a lot of the shadows in the game so when you start noticing some of these little details and how everything comes together it might not look like this huge upgrade in visuals 
you know, in terms of resolution or, or sharpness or whatever else, but what you see is there's just more on the screen now. You know, the cars all look great now. They don't just look like five little low res cars and then yours with all the lay, you know, with all the decals and stickers on it and everything else. They all look good. The smoke has been fixed and the dust and everything else. You know, that sort of thing has been fixed. And and just how, like, even your tires kick off the smoke like they should. It's not just all the time because it's skidding or whatever. So it's kind of hard to explain, and I tried to in the review that I wrote up, so read it. I'm going to – NVIDIA actually put out a video showing, like, what the effect is, so I'm going to try to actually embed that in the review as well, and you can watch that. It's not from Gran Turismo, obviously, but uh, you can kind of see what the actual technology does. But it does make a big difference once you start playing this game and you get farther and farther into it, especially when you see Willow Springs, which that track kicks ass. (laughs) Uh, Man, I love that track. So – it's a big difference, and and uh, it's pretty cool because they always, you know, everybody always said you can't do any type of tessellation on the 360 or PS3. They just don't have the power. They figured out a way at Polyphony, and I'm pretty impressed they did. Uh, the nice thing is, again, with this engine scaling up to PS4, you know that all this technology is going to be in, P- in the PS4 game. So, pretty pretty cool. Uh, weather effects all improved. Snow looks a lot better. Rain doesn't look like you're in the Millennium Falcon anymore. What the hell's an aluminum falcon? Uh, it looks really good now. Uh, the night races, even the transitions from day to night is really cool. Like you get to dusk and your headlights come on and guess what? Your headlights actually work. You're not just relying on like street lights and everything else. Your headlights actually illuminate everything in front of you. And it's not just that little cone anymore. It actually illuminates, like you can see the walls up, up farther along and it's really neat. Now night racing took on a whole new life in this one. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it still kind of sucks when you're doing snow racing and everything else because if you've got a car in front of you, it's just like a, a whiteout. But what are you going to do? That's in real life, too. Uh, the other thing is, I think this, I don't know if they're going too far, but I think it's just really cool. So if you're playing a night race in a real, uh, in a real location, not one of the made up ones like Apricot Hill, that one of the new ones, uh, like if you're doing the Le Mans race, at nighttime, they've actually, they've actually calculated the night sky based on latitude and longitude to that location. That's depend, awesome. Depending on the date and the month and the, and the day. That's really freaking <laughs> it's awesome. insane. And you look up and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, there's Big Dipper. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. I can't believe they did it. <clears throat> so very, very cool. And I mean, again, it's, it's one of those things that you don't really don't think about that much. But also when you realize it, you're just like, no way. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm i really impressed with that. Uh, the photo mode's back. Uh, you can pause the replay at any time, take a bunch of photos. It's got all the processing. They added two new filters. They're okay. I haven't really messed with them too much. But uh, you can also uh, output 3D pictures, which I haven't tried yet. But you can actually output as a JPEG oh. or a 3D picture. So that's pretty that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Although the game doesn't support 3D yet. <laughs> That's so, odd. <laughs> well, they're going to patch it in. They said they didn't have it ready to go because of the new effects. But 3D will be patched into the game at some point. Not on the day one patch, but it will be patched in. Uh, that was one of my big disappointments because I really got kind of used to playing GT5 in 3D because it does help. This is one of the few games that 3D oh, really helps. Uh, it definitely the, does. The depth perception and, and everything else. It just, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I was a little, a little upset about that, but I'm okay, I guess. Uh, the other thing is the photo travel is also back. They're going to be adding more uh, locations later on. It has five locations right now. 
they all look great. You know, this is that showpiece where you can take these pictures in these beautiful locations and it adds a bunch of uh, post-processing and uh, the pictures just look stunning. And a lot of times they look like you're in the real location. So uh, I'll be posting some of those in the, in the gallery as well. And uh, I've taken some pretty fun photos. Uh, but it, it's all the same. Like the controls and everything else are the same. Uh, let's see. 3D, uh, we're not doing that. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. We're done with the gameplay. We're on to the audio. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, audio I'm not going to go too far on because I don't know how every real car sounds. But uh, the cars do sound really good as usual. Uh, the, the diehards on GT Planet that have the game already are saying that more of the cars actually sound like the real versions of that car so i'm sure not all 1200 are going to have the exact engine sound of the exact car but well that's bullshit epic fail fuck that (laughs) tweet it uh but it's great it it actually supports if you have dts it'll support dts by default number one so really beefy sound uh i I actually do think that it hits the rear speakers a lot more than gt5 did I, i threw gt5 in for a while and played it and uh the audio design definitely seems a lot deeper in this one which is pretty sweet uh, like I said, background uh, or uh, custom soundtracks are available again, and it's it's right there in the options. You don't have to dig and dig and dig to find it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's cool. And also, they have brought back some music from uh, the other Gran Turismo's. So uh, y- there's no real indication of it. You'll just kind of hear it, uh, being the 15th anniversary. So it's kind of cool that they're kind of going back to the roots a little bit. You get that smooth jazz music in the menus, and it's awesome. So I didn't even do my own custom soundtrack in the in the menus because I love the music in this game. It sounds great. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, online it's there, but it's not working yet. Uh, it says the servers are under maintenance right now, so they haven't turned them on yet. I actually, oh, pardon me, I actually have a feeling that they might be turned on tonight because they're doing that event over in Spain. So I'm going to check it again. Uh, so, like I said, I don't know when the online is going to be on. If, if they don't turn it on until Friday, the review will not reflect online, and that score will be subject to change if the online sucks or if it's really good. Uh, they have talked about the fact that you can have open open lobbies, you can join from a lobby, uh, you can actually set up private clubs now, all kinds of stuff. But again, are we just going to be able to go and look for a lobby, or do we have to have that stupid 16-digit code, which I highly doubt they're going to have that. Really highly doubt they're going to have that. But you never know. But they've got their own forums again. They've got their own uh, messaging system within the game. So they're they're really trying to make it its own ecosystem, uh, like they did with GT5 and all the web uh, web stuff. Although I haven't seen any of that stuff yet for this. Um, you know, there's a lot that I haven't covered yet. There's a lot that I even didn't cover in the review. As long as it is, there's so much in this game. Uh, but it's it's really cool. I mean, it, it's kind of. At first, you're kind of like, eh, it's, it's, it's kind of an upgrade to GT5. And then you get deeper and deeper into it. And number one, it's a lot of stuff that's cleaned up that should have been cleaned up in GT5. Uh, but the fact that the standard cars are all up to the, to the level of the PS3 cars uh, for, for the premiums makes it a huge difference right away. Um, but that new physics engine, man, I'm telling you, racing is so good now. It, it I can't tell you how awesome it is you just need to play it and watch the videos if you want but uh man i've i've had no problem just sitting there and racing and racing and racing and racing and racing and uh yeah and like i said most of it with the dual shock 3 which i never thought i'd do i i used to hate using a dual shock in gt5 and gt4 so <coughs> yeah 
according to Polyphony, there's a lot more on the way. We don't know all the stuff yet. They've been teasing a lot of things, but it, like I said, it does sound like a lot. They're actually going to do more DLC and more add-ons than they did in GT5. Oh, and the kart racing is still awesome, too. So, <laughs> just had to throw that in there. Uh, it's 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 a game I've I've really put a lot of time and effort into in the last few days. I'm glad they got it to us so early, especially when I had four days off of work. Well, except one day was Thanksgiving, so... You know, there's there's certain things that I'll probably never really get too involved with, like B-Spec, that sort of thing. So, personally, it doesn't bother me that much that it's not there. I know there are some people that are going to really hate it that B-Spec isn't, isn't in the game. But uh, the other thing is, you know, a lot of people have been complaining because it's not on PS4. I get it. I mean, Josh and I have talked a lot about this in the past. And I think it would be silly to have it on PS4 right now because it would never be ready. It It wouldn't be that great of a game. And... I think we're seeing that evidence with Forza 5. Forza 5 is a very pared-down game that cheats a lot. Uh, it's, it's got a very low number of cars. It doesn't have any night racing. It doesn't have any... I don't think it has any weather effects, even. Except for maybe some rain. So, you're getting a really complete package here. And everything has been streamlined. The menuing system alone makes just such a big difference. But the fact that you don't have to install the damn thing and, and it just installs in the background is so cool. You just have to be ready for those those moments where it takes a couple minutes to get into a track for the first time. Uh, if you can accept that, which if you're a Gran Turismo fan, you're used to waiting. You're used to waiting for the game to come out. You're used to waiting for things to load. You're used to waiting for things to install. You're used to it. You're going to be doing a lot less waiting in this game. And that that's, says something big about what the work that they've done. Uh, I'm very happy it's on PS3. Online should be very, very packed full of people to race against and to kick my ass all over the place uh, until we get on that 14-mile stretch where I can take my my uh, Mopar and just kick everyone's ass like last time. Just saying. Um, but yeah, I gave it a 9.0. Like I said, it is subject to change uh, with the online and the day one patch, but uh, I think it's fantastic. I, I think it's not just a minor upgrade. It, they've really overhauled the entire game. And it's cool. So there we go. That's why we waited till Friday for me to ramble on and on about a racing game. All right, fanboy. That's the funny thing. <laughs> I like. I really like the series. I own them all, but I don't sit and put five hundred hours into it. And it's funny because the monet the the microtransaction thing has really been all over the place. And uh, the PR manager actually noticed. We were talking about it on our Facebook group the other day, which scared the shit out of me because I didn't know she watched that. <laughs> so she posted on my wall about it and just kind of reiterated – or not reiterated, but explained how things are actually going to be. And I put that up there and I put it out on GT Planet because I know a lot of people are talking about it. And it was weird to see like there were a couple of people on GT Planet like, oh, you're just a paid fanboy. I'm like, what the shit? You know, <laughs> like I'm just telling you what PR has told you. And I, I can only tell you so much about the game because I'm under embargo, but I can tell you right now, I don't see any microtransactions in this game at all. And I haven't bought any in-game credits because I can't. It's not on the PSN store yet. And I'm getting through the game fine without buying any credits. Now, I also don't want to buy uh, like a supercar, a one-off supercar that costs 5 million credits. So if you want to do that, work toward that or pay the money. Nobody's forcing you to do it, though. So it, it's been a really interesting couple of days just trolling – or not really trolling, but just getting around the forums and seeing what people are really passionate about because I wanted to make sure I kind of addressed that in the review. 
And that's why I ask people to email in about certain things too. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a very polarizing game to, to a certain extent. <laughs> I just don't think you get to the point with fanboys of every genre, of every genre, you know, you get the kill zone fanboys, you get the grand Turismo fanboys, you get the, the halo fanboys, you get the gears of war fanboys, whatever. There's a certain point where you're just never happy, no matter what, like you want all like MLB, especially, I mean, all the things we've heard over the years from the from the guys that work on MLB and all the requests and, and all the hatred that they get because they don't uh, put one little single thing on like you know a certain seat in the stadium is a different color if they don't do that I mean just the hate mail they get and or the spectrum is still sitting out well, in the uh, parking lot come on you're expecting anything out of Madden come on but it is it, it's it's very interesting to watch and you know I'm a fan of the series. But my, what I'm looking for from the game is completely different than what these diehards are looking for, you know. And and I'm not saying that they're bad people, and I'm not condemning them in any way. I'm impressed that they can put that much time and effort into this game. I really am. I wish I could do it on a game. Um, but I always fear when I'm reviewing a game like this that I'm not going to know what to talk to. Because the stuff I'm talking about is probably pretty different than what they're looking for. Like, oh, can can you get a different diameter tire now? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, which you can. You can actually get larger diameter tires. But <laughs> I think one or two uh, inches bigger. But that's the thing. I mean, there's so much little intricate detail in this game that you can't speak to all of it. So... Hopefully I've I've done my homework enough and hopefully people will be happy with it, which they won't. <laughs> I'm at the Kanye West racing game reviews. Everybody hates on me. Well, anyway. oh, you're a genius. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I, I seriously, I think everybody will enjoy it. Uh, I want to play online with you people too. So uh, if you get the game, let me know. Although the friends list thing is all fucked up now on PS3. Because I have yeah. all these requests coming in, and they're eating up slots on my PS3, but I can't even decline them on PS3 because they came yeah. from a PS4 player. It's yeah, it's all it's messed up. up. It they sucks said, because the, well, go ahead. Well, I guess it's in a firmware update coming, but they said you'd be able to set a protected list of this is what's on my PS3. Yeah, which we need. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's really weird. Like, the PS3, obviously, is the oldest hardware in the, in the trio here. And it's kind of getting left out in the cold because the Vita has a lot of the capabilities and the PS4 has all the capabilities. But the PS3 just doesn't have the space on it. It doesn't have the power. Yeah. It doesn't have the memory. So, yeah, it's kind of a mess right now. Sucks. And my messages just keep filling up, too. <laughs> All right. Well, not fill up. It doesn't like fill up and you can't do any more, but it's just a lot of messages when I get on there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, somebody else is having a problem with their dual shock four and the rubber wearing down. Hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird thing. Yeah. I think it's a bad run of them or something. Cause I heard about that happening on some of the old dual shocks, uh, like with the debugs and everything, you know, before the system came out. But I really haven't heard too many people having that problem. I think they're just wearing like sandpaper gloves or something. Well, that's the thing. I hope it's isolated 
because if they have to do a recall of oh, all their God. controllers and replace all their controllers, holy crap. Well, I've been using my controller nonstop, and I haven't had any problems yet. And I've had my Well, you wouldn't know. You can't feel it. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You need glasses. That's been my, established. I wear my reading glasses more now. I don't have them on chains <laughs> or anything, but... Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Never good enough for you. Uh, anyway. All right. Let's get to these emails. <laughs> you can have the first one because I've talked too much. All right. Uh, good evening, Josh and Glenn. Tony C. from Bristol, UK here. See, he included you even. Hey, how about that? <laughs> Now that I have my glorious PS4, I've been reflecting on my PS3 and thinking about which game I think best used the advance in technology to further its gameplay. While I'll agree that Uncharted used the power of the PS3 to deliver excellent set pieces, in terms of using the improvements in physics, sound, and graphics to give the player advancements in gameplay itself, the Dead Space series is my choice. Hmm. Mechanics like stasis and telekinesis took the power of the last generation and put it in the player's hands. And don't forget the excellent use of sound and lighting. I very much believe Alfonso... Curon. Curon. Well, I couldn't even... I'm, I'm reading through a screen here. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, uh, he's the one that directed Children of Men, among other things. And he yeah. also did Gravity. That's what I thought. Uh, was inspired by Dead Space for Gravity's visuals. Huh, area, including monsters, would have made it a lot more interesting. Hmm. Uh, what series would you both say took most advantage of the tech and actually Wait. used it for the gameplay? Did he just spoil Gravity? There's no monsters? Fuck that, I'm out. Dick. Uh, thank you for the great podcast. Um, is he embracing Embracing yeah, that's how they spell it in Europe with an S. Wow. Europe's weird, man. <laughs> Embracing real name request, Tony Christodulo. Wow, nice job. P.S. Contrast has very cool Extra Life 2012. Is that how they spell secret, too? Sectret. Sectret. <laughs> Hope you find it. <laughs> probably typing this on his phone and we're being dicks no he'll he'll write us back yes that's how we spell secret in europe you got a problem with it <laughs> he must be in like uh florence or i don't know uh, yeah UK. contrast has a little easter egg in it where uh because it all uses shadows and everything uh you get to this one little area and there's a shadow of the extra life uh logo with the controller and the wings and everything that's cool yeah it's pretty neat i i don't know if i would say dead space is the best use of PlayStation, because you have to remember multi-platform titles really don't use the full hardware because they're multi-platform and they have to go to the kind of the lowest common denominator. So if anything uses the, the most of the PS3 in terms of technical uh, you know, features and gameplay, it's going to have to be an exclusive, I would think. Like Killzone with all the environmental stuff. You know the dust floating in the in the light, and all the different lighting that they use in the game, or like Gran Turismo Six, like I just said. Lair bitches. <laughs> lair. I think they should do another lair on PS4. They should. I think it'd be cool, actually. <clears throat> they could probably you know, do it right. Make it actually playable. 
<laughs> Don't rush it. Um, I, Uncharted, obviously, you know a lot of that. A lot of that game cheated as well. But look, God of War three, my God, which I still think looks better than God of War Ascension. Well, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls oh, looked yeah, amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, even games like uh, Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus. Man, the animation on that is stunning. Yeah. I got that for twenty bucks, by the way. Amazon had them for twenty bucks. Oh. Yeah, bitch. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really can't think of a third-party game or a multi-platform game that would be that showpiece. Really. I mean, there's some stuff that looks good. The Dead Space series always look good. But in terms of uh, you know using everything that the PlayStation you know had in terms of potential, I just I don't think it'd be anything but. An exclusive title. I mean, even MLB like 13, the show, that game, they said they couldn't do that game on the 360. So, yeah. Interesting quandary. But I spelled that with a C U. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> All right. This one's from uh, Panther X. Haven't heard from him in a while. Hey guys, hope this day finds you in good health and spirits, except for the fact that I'm coughing all the time. I'm writing to ask your advice on a debate I'm regularly having with a coworker of mine. That debate involves 1080p. Oh, shit. Uh. You chose this, uh, and the lack thereof on the exponer. <laughs> it seems developers don't have a straight answer as to why certain games don't run in 1080p on the Xbone. Uh, now I'm not a tech guy like you guys. Yeah, Josh, you tech guy. But yeah. isn't 1080p kind of, quote-unquote, old? Why all this trickery to upscale games? And lastly, what will happen when games become more demanding? Won't that negatively affect resolution even more? Again, I'm not a tech guy. That's why I'm asking. Thanks, guys. Congratulations on another successful Extra Life. P.S. I can't fucking believe they killed off Brian. Family Guy reference. <clears throat> uh, well, 1080p is just a resolution. The thing is... I would say a good 80% of the TVs in the market, that's the highest resolution they support. So that's the target resolution for a lot of these companies. Um, the word I got was that when Sony sent out the spec for the PS4 to all the developers, that was the target spec, was that you'd be able to do a game at 60 frames per second and 1080p. And the reason is 4K TVs are not going to get very popular in a, in, in a, until a few years go by. So why make a game with a higher resolution when your TV can't support it? Now, computer monitors can, obviously. I've got one that does 1920 by 1600. But I'm not going to play on that because I have a big 55-inch plasma downstairs that at the top resolution is 1080p. So that's why you see that target from these companies. Uh, the nice thing is that these new systems have a lot more f what's called fill rate, so they can do a lot more polygons, a lot more vertices a lot more math basically than the older systems which also supported 1080p in certain titles so now you're you're keeping to that resolution that your tv supports but now you have all this extra power to do all this extra stuff it's i mean why they can't do it in the xbox i don't know it sounds like they were having problems with the slower ram uh they haven't really learned the system yet you know that sort of thing uh upscaling yeah the problem with upscaling is it makes everything look fuzzy. 
because you're actually blowing up. Like, take a digital picture. Go out and find a picture on the internet, and then zoom way into it. That's what upscaling is. You're 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 basically upping the resolution of a picture that's a very low resolution to begin with, and that's why it gets blurry. So that's why upscaling with these upscaling chips that both systems have makes it look kind of weird. So people need to get over the actual resolution thing in terms of why is it still 1080p? It's because the displays all support that. Uh, what you need to look at is the actual power of the system being able to render something at 1080p and why the Xbox One still can't do full 1080p on these launch games with you know all this extra power it's supposed to have. But the problem is people are like, wow, that game was 1080p on the PS3. Why isn't it that way on the Xbox One? Well, they're different games completely, and it's different platforms completely. The resolution has no effect on it, really. It's Except when you... The last thing I'll say, because I'm sure Josh is just rolling his eyes. Um, <laughs> but remember that when you're, when you're rendering a game at 720p compared to 1080p, you're rendering four times the amount of stuff at 1080, 1080p than you are at 720p. So right off the bat, you're using a lot more processing power. Now you're adding in more lighting. Now you're adding in more polygons. Now you're adding in more textures and higher res textures that take more memory. So there's a lot more technical stuff involved in that, and that's really the biggest problem. So, yeah, I don't know. But Xbox has always relied on a scaler. <laughs> the first Xbox did. The Xbox 360 did. I'm sure Microsoft has said, screw it, it'll be good enough. People aren't going to notice the difference. You got me. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, a few months down the road, you're going to see a lot more Xbox One games, probably everyone, run at native 1080p. Yeah, I would assume. It's just taking them longer to get used to the hardware and to learn it, which is kind of funny. I mean, the tables that have turned so drastically in the in this generation already. Every problem that the PS3 was having at its launch compared to the, the 360... It's like now the Xbox is having that same problem compared to the PS4. It's crazy. Third console. <laughs> Wii, Wii U 2. Uh, Wii U Super Wii U. Uh, possibly. Wii V. Just keep going up in the alphabet. What the hell they're doing? <laughs> but Knack outsold Super Mario 3D World. What? What's going on? Uh, all right, let's move on to another weird one here. Right. <laughs> uh, from Jose. Hello, guys. Oh, it's Hola, amigos de PlayStation Nation. <laughs> uh, hello, guys. Writing from Tijuana, Mexico. Oh, send me some pres- prescription stuff. Tijuana, take your mother to the game, It's better. All right, that was, uh, what was that, Making It? Was that Is that what it? that was called? With Tom Cruise and. Wow. And that weird little fat kid. Yeah. Where they go to Tijuana and Shelley Long is in it. Yeah. I think you're right. Is that what it was called? Pretty sure you're right, actually. I'll never forget that. I don't think I've ever the, even seen that movie. The weird guy in the piano in the in the Tijuana uh, house for ladies of the night. Josh, it's things it like that this way. that make people not listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, people don't listen. 
Oh, wait. I love your podcast and listen every week. <laughs> no, no. He hears it. He doesn't listen to it. Exactly. Uh, just to let you know that I think the podcast is great and that you're doing a great job. Also to let you know that I did follow a few hours your Extra Life live stream. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah. Only a few hours? Not all 25? You're dead to me. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I hope it was during Red Dead Redemption. Because <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. I couldn't see straight. I was laughing so hard and tears were coming out my eyes for I've never minutes seen you laugh at a time. Much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think you wasted your happiness for the rest of the year, though. That's the problem. I, I pretty much did. Yeah. <laughs> it just poured out of you. There goes all of Josh's happiness. See, that's the thing. That's why I only play it once a year <laughs> online. I'd be dead if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Grinch. All right. Uh, can I ask a question regarding the PS4 store? No. 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 All right. Next yeah. email. Somebody call Sid. All right. Wait. Uh, I bought the Call of Duty Ghost Hardened Edition. and Why? when, But if it's digital, how is it hardened? I don't get uh, that. They make it. You have to go through three more layers to download it. They get extra bits? Yeah. Okay. Uh, bits. And when I was redeeming the codes, I put... The I put the code for the free map and insignia pack and did not download because the system told me if I wanted to redeem another code, so I did for the season pass. Mm. And the items for the first code disappeared, and I was not able to download. Mm. I did download the free map after a few tries. What I did, I put like on my recent activities and then it showed me the option to download for the insignia pack. I don't see the option for purchase history on the PS4 like on the PS3. Oh, it's there. So I did try using the PSN store on the website and it shows me the insignia pack on my purchase history. So I tried to download via the web, but it did not work. So do you guys know how I can get that insignia pack and have any suggestion that will help me? Thank you so much. Your friend from Mexico, Jose. Yeah, library. So on your... Yeah? Have you tried even, it? I've looked at the library, but does that even have like like packs like that? Like yeah. DLC packs? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so okay. go to my library on the... I always want to call it the XMB. I don't remember what they call it anymore. Let's just call it the XMB2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Uh, go to library and go to the game, and it'll say, like, you have this many packs. And you hit that, and you actually can go there. It takes you to the spot in the store, and you can download it from there. That's where everything is managed now is in the library. <sighs> Which is actually really cool. Uh, I think it's actually nicer because you don't have to go through the stupid store and look for everything. Just be careful if there's silence in the library. <laughs> or the silence of the lambs. Uh, you haven't seen that Doctor Who episode yet. Yeah, the one with the astronauts that keep, uh, like they have the astronaut yes. suits on, and yeah, I've yes, seen it. it's one fucking of the best creepy. ones. Yeah, it is. With the shadows and shit, and then yeah, the, and all of a sudden her face is all marred up and shit. Yeah, I've seen it. That's a good one. Oh yeah, it's really good. It's creepy as shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say do that. If uh, it doesn't show up, then um, call support. I mean, your your purchase is there for the uh, for the hardened edition. They know you're supposed to have that DLC, so it's not like you're trying to get one over on them. Yep. Yeah. So call support. That's the best thing I can tell you. This next one I threw it in because I just want to know. Okay. 
<clears throat> oh, nice and short one here. This is from uh, Kirk Bulk. That's a weird name to spell that name, or a way to spell that name. Uh, does the PS4 recognize the PSP in any way using a USB connection? Just wanted to know. Thanks. Did you try it, Josh? I just read this email like 10 minutes ago, no. so no, I haven't tried it. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, no. Uh, it might show up as like USB storage, but no, you can't like transfer stuff. Because the PS4 doesn't have any support for PSP games. Boo. Yeah. So. But again, I mean, maybe he's asking because he doesn't have a PS4, but have you tried it? <laughs> I actually didn't. If I knew we were going to have this email, I would have tried it. But I don't know where the cable is right now. I'll try it tonight. Yeah, you do that. So, yeah, I guess we're done. Yeah. We're all done. Yay. Yay. All right, so uh, I guess I should go back over here so I know what the hell I'm talking about. So, uh, hey, you know we have forums on psnation.com, right? Why don't you people use them? Stop using Facebook. We lose stuff too fast on Facebook. It's true. I have to keep posting shit over and over and over again on Facebook. The forums, it's easy to find them. So, anyway, just saying. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, you can do that a couple different ways. You can actually hit the Contact Us button over on psnation.com on the front page. Or you can send an email to podcast at psnation.org or podcast.psnation.com. Uh, you can also leave, some, uh, leave us a voicemail a couple different ways. If you have Skype, you can call WDT-Torgo. Or you can leave us a voicemail on our line at 408-657-VITA. That's 408-657-8482. Uh, we have a couple things on Facebook. Go like our page, will ya? We need more likes. Maybe I'll post a picture of a PS4 next to another PS4. As incentive. Because we can't put porn up there. But that's kind of like porn for gamers. Yeah. Maybe I'll put that picture up I put up the other day where I had three PS3s and two PS4s on my desk. Put it next to a dirty, dirty Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> I have my original Xbox somewhere. Anyway. Uh, so go over and do a search for PS Nation. You'll see the page and the, and the group. Go uh, like the page, then go join the group, and then go to our damn forums. <laughs> uh, I also put the link up today on, on Twitter, but uh, if you want to listen to us on Stitcher, we're really high up on the video game section on Stitcher. Uh, we're, we're suspiciously higher than a little podcast uh, with, with a word that starts with B. Just saying. We're getting a lot of Stitcher love. It's weird. So go over to the video game section. You'll find us there. And uh, you can just subscribe to us there on, on Stitcher and listen to the show that way. You can look for us on Twitter. Uh, you can find Josh at PJFJosh. Or you can find the regular account at PS Nation. Right, Eric? At PS Nation? Don't tell him. We're going into week two. Don't tell him. <laughs> you can find us uh, with the other podcasts at the Podcast Network over at Retroids.com. You can find our website with all of our awesome reviews, our awesome articles, and everything else that our awesome writers are, are putting up on the, on the site all the time at PSNation.com, if it's up. Uh, you can check out our sponsor, AudiblePodcast.com slash PSNation. Sign up for the 14-day free trial, and you get to choose from over 100,000 audiobooks. And, uh, you know, that first one you choose, you get to keep it no matter what. So if you quit before the trial's up, uh, you get to keep that book. 
we get a little piece of the action still. It's pretty awesome. So check that out if you're into audiobooks. And you can head over to Zazzle.com slash PSNation for our cool merch, our shirts, which I'm wearing the Ninja shirt right now. Just saying. Our cool shirts, our, our Christmas ornaments, our hats, our beer steins, our travel coffee mugs, our, uh, our trucker hats, our stickers, which I need to buy some more of those. Uh, you can find that over at Zazzle.com slash PSNation. And obviously, uh, the thing that's helping us the most, and uh, the cool thing is, it doesn't require anything more of you by the, except for just clicking on it. So if you go to our affiliate links section on, uh, on the front page of our PSNation.com website... Uh, if you go to Amazon, you go to some of the other, other sites, you want to do some shopping, just click on that link. It takes you over to Amazon or whatever retailer that you're going to. And uh, that's all you got to do. You just click on that link and you do your shopping like normal. And whatever you buy, we get a little piece of it and that helps us pay our bills. So like the new web host that we're going to have to move to, we're going to have to pay for the transfer and we're going to have to pay for all the new hosting and uh, all the bandwidth we're using because we're using a shitload of bandwidth. Uh, that's what this money helps us pay for. So, And we, we thank everybody for doing that. Uh, with all the PlayStation 4s that shipped and everything else, uh, we're going to have a really good January, and it's, I think we're going to need it with this new hosting problem that we're having. So uh, I think it's, it's kind of timely. Uh, but check that out. Uh, and like I said, thank you so much to everybody that's been doing this. Uh, our, our three biggest ones are the United States, obviously, Canada, and uh, England. So what the F, Germany? We have a few in yeah. Germany. Nobody in France has touched it. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, nothing in France. I told you nobody would give a shit about it in France. I, I think it's the French jokes. <laughs> I don't know what French jokes you're talking about. I loved France. I went to the Normandy region for a week, and I absolutely adored it. Up it to was you. St. Marigliese and, you know, up around Carentan. And it was you and your French jokes. Bastogne. I remember them. Oh, no, I loved it. I had a great time. Of course, I didn't go to Paris, so... Maybe that's the difference. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that traffic. Uh, yeah, so check all those out, and thanks so much for that. Uh, and, and apologies for you know holding the podcast until Friday for those people that don't give a shit about Gran Turismo. Uh, but it is a big game, and, and we definitely want to be timely with the review. So, um, you know, it doesn't happen every time. Just think of it this way. You'll have this podcast on Friday, and then the Tuesday after, only a mere like three or four days after, you'll have another one to listen to. So you'll have like seven hours of us morons in your ear. Yay. Yay. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Oh, and thanks to It Is Written for our theme music. Uh, You can find their album up on iTunes and CD Baby. Let's the hell out of here. Anything else, Josh? Nope. Windows didn't prompt you for an update once while we recorded. That's, That's amazing. Yep. Astounding. Maybe Microsoft's asleep this week. They're worried about bigger things. I don't know what those are, but they're worried about bigger things, I guess. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Thanks very much for sticking with us this week, folks. Uh, Get out there, play some games. Have a great one. And uh, for you Gran Turismo fans, I think you're in for a real treat. Talk to you soon. We've also christened this the uh, politeness take a beating, (laughs) takes a beating tour. Excellent. Because every time we've acted like normal people should act in everyday society, it has blown up in our face, Rock. Really? It's the incident number one. Go ahead. Uh, this is just the trip. This is just the weekend traveling. I'm just f- getting on the plane. Okay. You know? And, you know, I'm John Candy. You know, <laughs> I, 
I come lumbering down the aisle. Let me and set people this look up. at me and go, oh, no, let not me, here. Let me set this up a little bit. I, Southwest Airlines has, you know. Open seating. Open seating. You yeah. just get on. And you're in a group. And you your, num- your group yeah. and your number is called and all that. And you get on, you get you take a you take a seat. Sure. I uh, saw that I was a C group, which is the last to get on. And, I, and I've been in the C group before. I thought, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Because um, all you get is a middle seat if you're in the C group. Because everybody gets in and takes the windows in the aisles, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like kind of whining about this with Brian and, uh, and his son Nick is along si- assisting us this morning. He's serving as our spotter and our uh, our IT expert. He's working on my computer right now. Uh, while they're enjoying their lunch. No, this isn't incident number one. Incident number one happened at the pizza place. Okay, well, it's incident number two. Then. Okay, we'll, this, back we'll, back, we'll go back to incident number one in a minute. Incident number two, uh, and I'm going. Oh, I'm a C group. Damn! And I asked the girl at the at the uh, the counter. I said, "How did I? How did I get in C group? I was here two hours early." She goes, "You were the fifteenth to last person to check in, uh, and so you're you're a C group, sir." And I went, "Oh shoot!" So I'm whining about this, and they make an announcement. Blink. If you'd like to upgrade to uh, a B or A group, uh, see the person at the desk. And I rush up there, and for uh, a minimal fee. I am able to upgrade, and they punch me in, and the guy behind the counter goes, ooh. And I said, is it good or bad? Is that a good or bad? He goes, you're going to like this. You're A2. I said, what's that mean? He goes, you're the second person to get on the plane. You're the second in line. I went, awesome. So I get on the plane. I get a, a seat. You front know, row. Front, first row, because you get the most leg room. Front row aisle. Oh, yeah. 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 You stretch out. And people keep getting on and getting on and getting on and getting on and getting on. And they're telling us it's a full flight. You know, you're going to have to squeeze in, blah, blah, blah. And Brian is the last guy. To last, get guy last, last guy. Last guy. Here play. he comes. Got to have that Ferris Bueller music going. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets, he gets on, and he looks at me, and I look at him. And I, and he, I'm just going to sit there. He goes, Next to my buddy no, Bob. He's, he says, where should I sit? And I said, back there. <laughs> I don't want to impose on some strangers. So, I'll just impose on my my friend. So here. he hops into the middle seat. Plus, it's like the front row. Yeah, most leg extra, room. Extra, yeah, leg, extra room. leg room. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, so he sits down, and I'm like, and okay. right. Well, and Bob's already being a big enough baby <laughs> am, about it. I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming down the, oh, we the need road. More, we need more blubbery kind of music. <laughs> yeah. But immediately the uh, the woman who's sitting uh, by the window yeah, starts to fume. Yeah. Just, oh, oh, <laughs> she's fuming. She is not yeah, happy. Fuming. Wait, is this is before not happy. or after you sat down? Right as he sat down while yeah. he's sitting okay. there adjusting, she's, getting his... She's you know, fuming yes, over I'm your I'm trying presence. to wedge my fat ass into the chair. <laughs> Did you and, have to scoot uh, by her? No, she gets right up next and scoots her. by me and uh, takes a quick uh, jab step to the right and then up the uh, yeah. aisle to talk to the uh, flight attendant. Flight attendant. Yeah, one of the flight attendants. Up by the galley, by the, by the cockpit. <laughs> right, she was going like, to have none of this. No. There, she's just like a couple feet I, away. I didn't realize this. I didn't know this was going on because <laughs> Brian said she's complaining about me. And yeah. I laughed and I <laughs> said, no, I'm she's not. Harsh. And then I looked at Brian and I go. Oh, maybe she is complaining. Yeah, well, about she you. was. She 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 had asserted that on the Southwest flight with open seating, yeah, that she had paid a thousand dollars. She told for a me first class seat. She told me after you left, she paid. She said I paid a thousand dollars for a first class seat, and I said there is no first class. This is all open seating at Southwest. She goes, well, I was told business class. I said, 
No business class. It's just open. Right. It's just open, all there is. Just, open seating. It's, it's us. You just grab. Yeah, it's you just, just grab class. A, yeah. Grab some bench and have a seat. So she was up there harping on the uh, flight, flight attendants, yeah. and I just sort of made my way forward because I needed the seat belt extension. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, I, this isn't so, as funny so, at the time so, as it is now. You know, it's, 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 the situation is she's up there complaining about the fat guy who's sitting next to her when the fat guy rolls up and says, oh, yeah, I need that seatbelt extension. Excuse me, Eisenhower. Yeah, right. right. I get the seatbelt so, extension. So John Candy rolls up and says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just, you know, she was just. Complaining. You were said, pleasant. I'll, I'll said, say you were pleasant through the whole thing. Yeah, I'll give you that because you're usually not pleasant. So it was a, <laughs> that's the part that really caught my attention was he's being pleasant. He's not being uh, he's not going up there going, hey, why don't you shut up uh, for a minute? No, I said, ma'am, why don't you just go take take your seat? I'm, I'll move. <laughs> and I she immediately defused and went and sat. In, yeah, in she knows chair. the art she of happy. arguing. She stopped instantly when she got right, what when she, she wanted. When she got what she wanted, whammo. Yeah, I even had to talk to the. The uh, stewardesses, the flight attendants, no longer just like, I'll move. I will move. They were going to move her. I said, no, no, I'll move. I'll go sit somewhere else. And I you did. sit somewhere and you else. Sat, and you sat someplace else. I didn't and then you... there was like the walk of shame down the aisle. <laughs> like, who gets the <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's like you're... It's like you feel like a, a Macy's Thanksgiving Day uh, uh, balloon just floating down the street. Who, who gets now, here's, the guy? Here's the part I didn't that I haven't told anybody to this point. I intentionally kept this part quiet. Throughout the flight, she would lean over to me from time to time and say, "Well, this is." Much more pleasant, isn't it? I mean, I thought this was going to be just a horrible flight ha- with that man. Really? With that, with she didn't say that man, but she may as well have said with that man. And she about every eh, half hour or so, she would lean over because it's like a four-hour flight. It's a long is flight, it, so isn't this better? So I would say yeah. anywhere from four to six times she had leaned over and kind of gave me the "Isn't this nice?" Because we had an open seat between uh-huh, us, sure. And I was just going, "Yeah, it's nice." So she had no idea that you and I. Yeah, knew each other. I don't think I don't think she had any idea. So as I'm getting off the plane, and I I did this intentionally, as I go, Brian had put his overhead in the bin above me when he sat down. Right, because I was going to sit there. So and, I put- and and when he left, he just went and sat down. So as I got up, I thought, okay, this is she's going to be mortified at this point. I open the overhead compartment, I grab my bag out, and I grab Brian's, and I yell back to him on the plane, "Hey, Brian." I've got your bag. And then I look down at her like, yeah, I know that dude, you dumb bitch. <laughs> she flipped her a quarter that and said, take a bus downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. So, <laughs> so that was uh, Polite Mistakes beating number one or two story. Wow. Uh, but we don't I have did, time for number uh, one. I sit next to, uh, to Bill and Paige, yeah. uh, 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 a father and daughter who are down here golfing. Yeah, They're very nice. Yeah, so it worked you know, out they, for you. So you made new I friends. To, I had to climb all over them to get to the window seat. I just, and then I, I had, uh, I bought, I bought an iPad. You, yeah, but and I loaded uh, uh, an unexpected journey on it, the Hobbit movie. It's like two forty nine. It's it was going to take two me hours the, and forty nine minutes. Yeah, it's Wasn't a long that? movie. It was going to take me the whole flight to watch it. You know, it'd be it'd be good with it. Sure. 
I didn't get the chance to do that because <laughs> I was beating such a hasty retreat to a He left a his iPad in the overhead above I, me. I wasn't going to stop and you know fumble that all over while everyone's looking and everything. So. Come back during the whole thing. So there's incident. So, so, so the woman finally just, she said four to six times, well, isn't this it nice? Was, it was, I, I didn't keep an exact number, but she'd kind of like look at me and... Isn't this good? And so the amazing part is the moral of the story is if you don't want to sit in a in a row with three people, you just bitch about it. Apparently, <laughs> it worked. Worked for me mm-hmm. or her. Too worked bad. For both of us. Worked, well, worked for both of you. Although she did the heavy lifting. She on really that. did. Too yeah. bad you didn't have something obnoxious, Bob. That like a bucket of chicken in your bag. You could have pulled out to eat or something. I did purchase a large well, cookie and a, a, a Coca Cola for the flight. Yeah, it's not obnoxious. I didn't so. want to be you a burden to the flight attendant. So. Stinky I, and big. I, I hate travel. So, there we go. I just it worked travel. out just about the way it's supposed to. But we got the spring training. The the the, the thing is, you know, we and that we, was incident number two. By the yeah, way, we, we'll, we'll get to we'll, one. To later. one a little later, right? Um, but uh, yeah, but but the moral of the story is, boys and girls, just never give up. Just always, <laughs> just give it your best shot. Always bitch and complain <laughs> if you don't like something. <laughs>